lot. You listen to Garage Hammer. Episode 138. On tonight's episode, the fat manling has his friend Chris Walker on. And the two of them are talking tactics and strategy. And it's a good thing this Chris Walker guy's on. I hope he knows something because you all know the fat manling doesn't know anything about anything. <laughs> Shut it! I'm listening to me show! Welcome to the garage, you tools. For the next few hours, I will do my best to share with you my love of tabletop wargaming and probably some of my various other fandoms. Bring you tactics, strategies, and scenarios. I'm David Whitech, and with me tonight is my friend and a sometimes member of NW2, Mr. Chris Walker. Chris, thanks for coming on. Hey, no problem. Glad An- to be here. Another Chris. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Chris, um, you've been on the show before, haven't you? I have not. You haven't, not Never. at all. Nope. We've been, we've played, we've gamed, we've played. We, I know we've talked about you because you and I have played games against yes. each other. We've talked about you, but never with you. Right. Wow. Well, <laughs> it's now that's fantastic. I'm so glad to have you on. So, um, tell tell people a little bit about your uh, your gaming cred there. Uh oh boy, I've been probably gaming Warhammer since 1992. Okay. So that puts us, I think, fifth edition Warhammer. Nice. I think that's right. Maybe earlier. That would be the box set with the elves and the goblins in it. The one pose elves. Is that the one where that came with the uh, paper? Yes, with cardboard the, with the cutout? cardboard cutout Griffin. And, nice. Yeah, and uh, chariot and all that stuff. Excellent. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, since then, so. So that's that's coming close to twenty five years of gaming on yeah. your part. Oh my gosh. Sweet. And then since and then before then obviously, oh BattleTech and Call of Cthulhu and yes all those kinds of games D and D that kind of stuff gotta love it oh, gotta yeah. love it yeah Blood Bowl played Blood Bowl when it, you know even before then and then Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay also before then oh sweet thank you Harrison all right so um there that's definitely a lot of cred you got the Blood Bowl you got the Call of Cthulhu so. Here's a man who knows some gaming, <laughs> and uh, and you, you, and you do pretty darn well. You also play in a bunch of tournaments, and I you, do. You 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 uh, you uh, you you turn out fairly well when you play in the tournaments. So here's not just, he's not you're not you're not you're not the uh, you're not one of those uh, middle table warriors. <laughs> I try, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> he's doing okay. So let's uh, let's. Let's take care of some bills here while we're at it. Would you yep. uh, Would you mind helping me out here? Absolutely. Uh, is we going to help uh, thank some of these sponsors here? Yep. Okay. As always, we need to take a moment to thank the sponsors of Garage Hammer. The sponsors of Garage Hammer are Unique Gifts and Games. In Grays Lake, Illinois. Mirce Miniatures. That's M-I-E-R-C-E hyphen miniatures. Mantic, Mantic Games. For all your rank and flank army needs. The TC War Room in Travis City, Michigan. You ain't wrong. And Battle Foam, protecting your... Army. Very nice. All right, all right. Oh, okay, now before we uh, head to our first commercial break, we've got the voicemail and email section. Um, we do have voicemail, Chris, and if uh, someone wanted to call our voicemail, it's one seven five seven G H show six. That's one seven five seven G H show six. International callers dial zero zero one seven five seven G H show six. Um, now, all right, um, I'm not going to be reading emails this episode or uh, doing voicemails. Um, two reasons. Um, 
Oh, I got I got a 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 voicemail from like Norway. I got an international one and that was so awesome. Uh and that really excited me because I love getting international voicemails. That's like the coolest part about um getting the voicemails. Yeah, I was getting from Norway. Um although Google Translate said I was getting it from Nolay. So, whatever, but um <laughs> If, if I went through all the voicemails and emails today, that would be like the whole show. I got, in the past 12 days, 42 emails and eight voicemails since the last episode. Um, I can't imagine why. <laughs> uh, okay. And, I, okay, I'm going to try. Actually, I am going to try to respond to all of these. Uh, I just finished up uh, a lot of just testing stuff at school, so I'm going to try this weekend to respond to some of these emails. I do want to say thank you to all the people who were showing their support for the show and letting me know that uh, they really enjoy the show. And I, I really do appreciate it, guys. I really do. Thank you very much. Also, the people who were tweeting at me and the people posting up on the Facebook page, how much they love the show. Um, I have learned a bunch in this past week or so, though, from these emails. Um, we have a lot of lo- new listeners and a lot of new gaming groups popping up all over the place. Telling, hey, I just started listening around end times and new stuff, and we got a new gaming group coming up. We love your show. Keep it going. Um, we uh, uh, The new rep- website's almost ready, and the new forms, they might even be up when the show comes out. If you know Daniel, we were supposed to have it out on January 31st. Uh, he got called into a project for a couple of weeks, and now we're hoping that it's up by the time you're hearing this. So it should be soon. Uh, it'll be AOS-centric and totally family-friendly. So come on in. And, and if I'm actually going to have a section where if you're, you can go post in your area, hey, this is where we're gaming and this is where we game at. So you, this is where you can find us. So that people, um, if you're looking for gamers in your area and you're not certain where the AOS is, That's good. they can help find it. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. Is I, I got a lot of these people, you know, I've just started listening and you think you're doing great, keep going. I got a lot of emails from people and uh, from longtime listeners and they, they fell into three categories. And it was kind of funny because I had the longtime listeners who were like, dude, listen to a long time, loving AOS, having a great time. Just, dude, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, don't ignore the haters. I'm like, okay, cool. And then we got ones and they're like, you know, I love the show and I love listening to you and I'm kind of on the fence about it and you're really, you know, I, I keep I keep up to date with what's going on and I'm, I'm kind of getting into it and you're helping me get into it and I, I, and I love those too because it's like, okay, you know, the, the going through the books and the, some of the theatricality we do is getting through to people. But the ones that I really kind of enjoy are the ones who are like, dude, I really hate AOS, but your show is really fun. I just listen anyway. Like, I liked your show for years and... I know you're still doing that, and I'm just kind of hoping you're going to start doing Kings of War episodes or Infinity episodes at some point, but it's still a fun show. I just keep listening. Don't don't, don't let the haters get you down. Even though the game sucks, I'm still here, man. We're still here. That's fantastic. We love you, Dave, and oh I'm just like, gosh. oh, thanks. That really warms my heart. <laughs> so, um, and honestly, if the emails are indicative of anything, though, the community is growing. You know, uh, everyone is saying how they're, they're finding new gamers and new groups, and so... If you're one of those people out there who is feeling like you're alone in a sea of everybody left, there's there's a group out there, you well, know. And everyone I've played Age of Sigmar with in the last I don't know month or so has been a new person I've never played before. You know, down at the Games Workshop store, they had been 40k players or just new players or whatever, and they're all brand new. So it's it's amazing. Excellent. See, and there, so it's coming. It, there are it's it is growing, and it and it's going to be, it's gonna it's getting easier and easier to find games. And 
uh, I'm I'm so excited. I'm just I'm really excited. This really this last few weeks, it's like it seems like at least once or twice a day, I'm opening up, checking my emails on my phone, and it's like just another another person telling me, "Hey, listen, this is great. We're here. We're listening, and there's more of us, and we're getting more people are, are joining our group every day." And that was, I'll tell you what. If anything, that that after last episode, it, actually, that was a really great thing. That because that really brought out all the people who well I, th- I think it helps to be transparent too you know just kind of yeah like, you got to so kind of everything and let people have their own decisions and make up their own minds and you've got to give voice to everybody maybe and just kind of well honestly i don't often give voice to everybody a lot of people write emails i don't always read all the emails uh in fact i never read those kind of emails that was the that was the only one i've ever read like that it was actually a pretty well written email i thought <laughs> I mean, he sounded, the way you read it was, I thought he was very sort of, I don't know. Did, I don't want to get too into it. I honestly, yeah. I didn't want to discuss it early. I just, but I got so many nice emails afterwards. That there was no way to bring those up without right. bringing it up. Right. I don't, I don't want to give him any more time. It's just, like I said, the only reason I even brought it up because I wanted, I just wanted people to hear. It's like, hey, dude, that was just one of. Dozens and dozens I got. That one was just, I, I had sent that one to Rotor. I'm like, this one is like the worst ever. You got to see this. And he's like, dude. He's like, dude, you got to read that on the air. That's crazy. And I was just like, okay, I will. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I know I'm not the only show that's got stuff like that. So right. I just, it's like, you know, that happens. Yeah, I mean, but- if you want to see that kind of stuff, just log on to any of the forums out there and you can just read all about that i mean there's there's no shortage of see but i don't go there i just yeah. don't like we had our, our forums i just don't go to places that are toxic so i right. just i wasn't so i was just like woo yeah. but like i said i don't want to give it more time i just want everybody to know that everybody who's been like hey dave it's great and our group is growing and don't even worry about it because yeah it's it and it is and it was just it was so cool to find out how many people are out there in growing AOS community, literally all over the world. I got email emails from all over the place. Like I said, I got voicemails from all over the place, and I I, I can't mention each and every person. I'm going to try to respond at least to the to the emails to everybody who wrote to me because that's only polite. Uh, but thank you so much to everybody who took the time just to to say hi, and uh, and and say how much they're enjoying the show because it really did mean a lot to me. It was fantastic. Um, so there's that. Uh, why don't we take a break? And when we come back, we'll come back to news and rumors. Sounds good. All right. That's right, folks. Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get.
And we are back with the news and the rumors. All right. All right. So, you know, we, um, like, after we recorded last time, there was some stuff that came out that we hadn't mentioned. And I know it's, it's, it's actually an old hat right now, but, dude, these new army boxes. Very good. What a great deal. Very, very good. Uh, you know, uh, they're like eighty-five bucks a pop, and I've been going through them all. They're all at least at least worth one hundred and twenty bucks. Yep. yep. And they're not a bad start. I mean, you if know, if you have nothing, this is a good way to go. I mean, if you're like me, yeah. who has so much stuff that you haven't even painted, much less <laughs> looked at, because it's stashed in the corner of a closet somewhere. It's like, mm. uh, but I kept looking at it. I'm going, that's such a good deal, and I'm thinking, I need that. And I'm like, wait a minute, I have all that. Right. You know, I don't need it, but yeah. It's not a bad start. You know, you pick up that and a couple of, you know, like even the, I, I kept looking at the VC one, you know, uh, a box of knights, a couple of spirit hosts, and the and the uh, mortis engine. Yeah. You get a couple of skeletons or a couple of zombies. Which are all amazing in Age of Sigmar, by the way. <laughs> yeah. It's all really good. <laughs> and seriously, it's you're basically, I mean, yeah, it's it, you're you're getting it for about two-thirds right. the cost, which is. It's, it's unprecedented from Games Workshop. I mean. Their one-click bundles was basically just everything, just was literally one click. And yeah. You paid full price. Right. I mean, the battalions you used to get about it. it was, the the battalions, if you added it all up, were about you know I don't know. You say like, five bucks. Sometime. I thought you were saving about fifteen bucks was or twenty it? bucks, but you know it was always like the character was free. Yeah, there you go. like the yeah. character and it was free or whatever. Yeah. But these are like really good. Deals now. The rumor that I've heard going along with this is that this is coming out, and that they're supposed to be. Now they've been saying it since it came out, but I'm hearing it from people. You know, okay, I know a guy who knows a guy who works sure. at the place, but you know, you know, they've been doing these throne of uh, what is it, throne of skulls, and they've been doing it every couple months now, yeah. and they've been having the uh, you know the Age of Sigmar, and they've been doing the campaigns with the the narrative campaigns out of the book. Um, and if you know what the last one, because they're just like bring any number of wounds of models, but now they've added in some like player scored comp, like would you play against this guy? Hmm, okay. Uh, basically, like I guess the only way you could win is oh, like at the Throne of Skulls in England. Yeah, yeah, it was. Would yeah, favorite favorite, favorite opponent boats. Favorite opponent right. boats. That's how, how you win. That's how you win. So if you so if you brought like you know twenty skull crushers or right. or, or, you know, or like three scar brands or whatever it is, yeah, like you're you, never gonna right, get or, yeah. or a summoning list or what have you. Yeah, yeah. so if you might win, go five and zero, oh, but you're not gonna get zero opponent votes. So you're not going to win, right? So. so they started having you know sort of the you know the the player score don't be a jackhole right sort of thing going on there, and I'm hearing that they're going to start bringing in uh, some more some more revised some more tournament interesting s- tournament rules coming in to ad- adjust for some of these you know okay. S- I'm, that's what I'm hearing from people, and if it's true, I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah, that they're that they're that they're you know. It'll be interesting to see if anybody adopts their format. I mean, it'll be, in, it'll be interesting to see if they are adopting our format. And about the our pool of choices, you mean? It would be it, or well, points. Yeah, or, I mean, yeah. it'll be interesting to see if they started. <laughs> Dude, I would die laughing. That would be if, interesting if they came out with this and their list was like like the the clash pool yeah. choice list. I mm. would be like, that's brilliant. Right. I would love that. <laughs> I I don't see that happening, but no, of course not. But I mean, it would be cool. I would. I just. I would be interested. To, I'm interested to see what they come up with, um, because some of the stuff they've did in that narrative. I I went up and looked up their their throne of skulls stuff, and it's. Uh, like the, right. I mean, the scenarios and stuff yeah. is is pretty cool. Yeah, well, they're kind of they're just the ones out of the book, basically. Right. And 
the, I mean, the stuff that I've heard feedback on is that some stuff works, some stuff doesn't, but I mean, that's to be expected the first one or two times you run an event, some stuff's going to stick, some stuff just isn't. Exactly. So I'd like to see where they're going to go with it, but I mean... Hey, they're doing it. Yeah, they're they're running their little event and they're and they're doing stuff. I'd like to see where it goes, but that would go. That would make sense with these quick start box sets to you know get something going. Sure. Now, have you seen this stuff that's going to be going into the regular like hobby stores, like model stores and like hobby stores? And I've I only heard of it. I haven't actually seen it. I've in seen pictures of it or anything. I've seen I've seen pictures, and if I've seen it correctly. There's like it's like individuals. It's like a space marine on a jet, on a jet bike. Yeah, like a land speeder. Yeah. Um. But it's like, it's like already. It's like the plastic. It's like already blue plastic. Sure. So it's like already like the fir- the base color is already on there for okay. you. Yeah. And it comes with a few paints and a brush, and it's hmm. like fifteen bucks or something like that. That's, that's pretty good. So yeah, it's coming out, and then there's a you know an orc guy on. So it seems to be more like orcs and space, space marines. marines. Sure. And just like a couple of small things, just to get a kid in there. Well, I'm trying to remember when you like model cars when you buy them at like Hobby Lobby or right. whatever. There's different difficulty levels. Like there's the, the snap fit, the snap, yeah, the glue stuff, right? And, yeah. and they're all like numbered, like one through five or something like that. Right. Is that how it works? Yeah, exactly. And it's like the I, I can't remember. If, I don't know if it's one scale, to four, one, one to five, right? Whatever yeah. it is. But I wonder where those fit in that scale. If they're snap fit or if they're you know glue tight or uh, I they've probably, probably got to have some glue. It's got to have some to be glued together. It's probably not a single, just a one piece that you just paint. It's, it says it's a model. Yeah. It's got to be something. But but to have it come in and have it be already come in with the with the if it, the plastic's already molded sure. in the base color already, yeah. so it just, well, the ultramarine's blue or and the orcs are green and yeah. you know just kind of like that's that's cool. I think that's yeah. great. And you know what? That another thing. Just get them in there on the cheap. Get them painting and trying your models, and then they come in, and it's like, oh, look, you can get a force here. Right. I mean, this is. I think it's just kind of exciting and interesting that they're going out and 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 reaching out into these other other markets now at this point. And I don't know what out. you're going to do with one, you know, one land spear. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you're you're not going to play right. with that. You're not going to play yeah. a game with that. But you're going to get people interested guess, in your product. Hooked. Yeah, I guess get them hooked, or whatever. Yeah. I wonder why they picked a land speeder. Well, I, I thought it was a jet bike, like just the. Uh, just like a bike, a space marine bike. Yeah, like what, like what, like what, like the Raven Guard. Oh, okay. Like those jet bikes. Oh, those. Yeah, those are just regular. Those aren't jet bikes. Those or, are like regular, just bikes. Oh yeah, what? Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I, th- I like I said, I saw. The, I don't. I don't remember the picture. Exactly, yeah. But it's like a. I mean, it looked almost like a flying bike, if I remember the picture correctly. I looked at it like it was like a week ago. I'll have I have mean, to look back it up, in, but you know, like Rogue Trader. Edition of 40k space marines used to ride around on jet bikes. Oh, okay. But I don't think it's that. Okay, but I'm like I said, I don't. I, I saw it like a, a week or so ago, and I just it was it was a small picture. It was on my phone. Okay, I was yeah. Just looking at it. But yeah, that's kind of how I. It's saw just it. the basic concept yeah, there I, of just them putting that stuff out. I think I'm it's like, great. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm excited. Um, not not that I'm gonna run out and buy it, but just the idea that you know, it's it's just get kids who are into model building right once again that's I and mean, that seems what they're what they're trying to do yeah hey you're into bu- buying these model buy it paint ours well it's also going to depend on where you can buy it i mean right. if you can buy this thing at hobby lobby or toys r us or whatever I mean, that's right. going to open up a huge that's a, a huge yeah. that's a huge market for just people just walking around looking at stuff like oh look at that that's cool you know and once again even if these kids never play the game if they're selling right. models like that yeah. that's just that's yeah. that's money coming in yep. that's a good that's good for them yep. so 
I thought that was cool. Um, so last chance to buy. That's I, interesting. They, I remember they used to do this a long time ago when they would try to get rid of, I guess, maybe molds of old metal stuff. They used to do stuff where they were like, we'll send you a random bag of bits for $20. And they would just literally send you just a bag full of stuff. See, but that like, would oh, be like, really cool, though, if you're- I used if, to do. I used to buy it. And you, you, would, you would end up with like, you used to buy it by the weight. Yeah. And you would end up with like two pounds worth of just- Bits. Random bits and models and stuff is like. If you're into converting, that's got to be awesome. I, mean, I still have a couple of these bags <laughs> at home. I, I I do. I just pilfer through that thing and find stuff, and it's like I know somewhere there's a snotling in this bag, and you're digging <laughs> through it. Like there he is. I found him. You know. Well, I mean, Mantic does that now too. They have like their Christmas bag where it's like you know twenty bucks, and it's just sure. a, a, a it's a random big bag of yeah. just models and sprues and yep. stuff, and um. So, okay, so they had about eight things, I think, on yep. the side. Most of them on the U.S. side are gone already. Right, Throg, Tretch, Galrock, Helicannon, all gone. Yep, you can still get the Forsaken, uh, the, the, Slaven, the Skaven Sling <laughs> Upgrade Pack. I don't know why you'd ever... That's probably why they're still available, because Nobody no probably. one would ever do that. I mean, I, I remember reading the thing of the slings would be, you know, because... You know, hey, stand and shoot shots, but yeah, but with a, yeah, like, but why you would buy the sling upgrade pack <laughs> so you could just do man, do something yourself, but whatever. <laughs> and then the battalions for Skaven and Beastmen, yeah, which is funny because it's like you know Skaven and Beastmen aren't going in there, so right. you know the battalions are just kind of getting get rid of those yeah. because they're going to be repackaging they're them squared. into probably they're, those are probably the two the two armies that probably didn't sell the best. I'm guessing, right. and, and they yeah. have square bases, so. Get it? Yeah, get rid of all that. Rid of them. Yeah. Plus, if you're going to repackage stuff, it's probably going to go into these smaller $85 kits instead of full-on battalions. Yep. It looks like that's the way they're at least yep. going for start your new army. I mean, they still have those on the website, the battalions, kind of. Well, two like Kings the, is available Like the still. Vampire Counts one, like the $204 one. Right. With the Vampire Counts, they have that on there. Yep. And I guess that's a battalion. Well, uh, well, yeah, well, they've got, yeah, they're not, yeah, they don't call them battalions, but now they've got their, 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 their sets, right. but the Tomb King's battalion is actually still on okay, there. Okay, yeah. But um, so yeah, these ones are going, um, but the other ones are all gone. We were discussing. I'm just, I, I, I don't want to see the Hell Cannon. I mean, like, now I don't like to face the Hell Cannon, but that's such a cool model. It is a cool model, and it's just, it's, it's. That's one of those iconic pieces. I just love the Hell Cannon. The metal Hell Cannons were great. I mean, they were th they were hell to put together. They were they were brutal. But put once you together. got them together, and you know, they, but the thing with the 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 fine cast ones, if you thought the metal ones were bad, the hell the fine cast hell can is supposed to be atrocious. Is it? Yeah, I mean. See, now, I have a bunch of fine cast models. I only ever had one that had any problems, and I have dozens. I was—I must yeah. be one of the lucky people because I literally have a bunch, and I've never had a problem with them. I have, I have two metal ones, and I feel lucky to have to find have found the second one. Now, if you're playing straight up Warriors of Chaos from the PDF online, yep. the Hell Cannons in there. Yep, and I believe it's with the chaos, chaos, chaos dwarf, dwarf so we'll uh, still have it. thing. But you and I are both talking. We're yeah. both sitting here with our beautiful, thick, 300-page yes. Grand Alliance Chaos yes. books. What a great deal, well by the worth, way. Well worth the $33. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, this is since the last show. We, yeah. I, we didn't talk about this either. This yeah. is a great deal. It's amazing. And, I, oh, and it's not in here. Nope. No Hell Cannon. No Chaos Dwarfs. 
No, no chaos dwarves in the uh, Grand Alliance of Chaos, and no hell cannon. Yeah. So maybe it is going away. I, I would. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I I was thinking about this book. Let's they, talk about this book. Yeah, for a they must have some kind of. I why. They must have all their chaos releases released if they're coming out with this book, because they've kind of now they've sort of set the. Yeah, the, I mean, I mean, if, it, if they come out with some new Chaos War Scrolls, they're not going to be in this book. So I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. It'd be kind of annoying if you were a Chaos player and you went and bought this book, and then they come out with another, you know. Well, and there's a lot of Slanesh stuff in here, but it's all the old Slanesh stuff. There's yeah. a, it doesn't look like they're coming out with any brand, any new Slanesh stuff. Well, and they They've, changed the War Scrolls too. If you notice, like the mask, she doesn't have the crazy rules anymore. Like, uh, um. What's his face? The I'll find her. The uh, Zinch Kairos Fate Weaver doesn't have his annoying rules anymore. It's all those the flavored text where you have to make your opponent dance. All that stuff's gone. Oh, is it? It is gone. Nice. I'm glad it's gone. Yes. Oh, you know what? Hold on one minute. Got to just take a quick break here. Sorry about that. I am back. I to take that call. We're back. We are back. <laughs> so, you know, that they got rid of the fluff rules. They did. That's so cool. And then, But then they wrote another one for one of the new dwarf. Have you seen that no, one? No, I have not. Oh, yeah. Is it in here in this yeah. other new book? Yeah. yeah the yeah. Balance of Power. Yeah. Here. The Dwarf Fire Slayers, one of the... One of the uh, one of the Lord characters has a dumb stare at your. No. Or no, you have to insult your the, your opponent's models or something dumb like that. Like I was like, why, why, you? Oh, I was so annoyed. Hold on, where is it? I know it's in here. Which character is it on? It's either the Rune Father or the. Here it is. Explosive rage. In addition, if a battle shock test is made for the unit before your next hero phase, add one to the result of the dice roll. If you, if you can, can deliver a suitably careful insult or furious put down, aimed at the unit in question, of course, not your opponent. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, somebody needs a slap. Somebody needs a slap <laughs> really bad. You know, uh, I'm so... Why? why? Why do you do this? It's like you do something really cool, and then you just beg everybody to come at you. Well, that's gonna be a lot of Monty Python quotes, you know. And I and I get it. It's like, oh, but this is fun. You can have fun with this. And you know what? I have enough fun when I'm playing on my own, doing angry, you know, character voices, and you know, playing my stuff. I don't need you to 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 throw in a spice rule. It's actually potentially pretty powerful effect. Well, yeah, and in the tournaments, it'll just always be on because that's what they that's what they set up. Yeah, you know, and and I get you, you know, it's well, you don't have to do it. You could just have it. I mean, literally, when I talk to the guys at Gen Con, they're like, you know, you could just you don't have to do it. You can just you can just you know just do the rule. You don't. We just but don't don't just don't just don't. Why would why they uh, they consciously took it out of the Grand Alliance of Chaos and then they put it in here? Yeah, just that's don't. A, it just seems odd. Exactly. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. 
But I'm glad that they took it out of the uh, other rules. I did not notice that when I was yeah. flipping through the rules because I wasn't I wasn't looking too closely at the scrolls so sure. much as, as the as the fluff parts. Yep. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad yeah, that they're I, taking I them am out too. So now I don't have to dance an Irish jig every time I want to get the mask to do it. So well, let's see if they do the other stuff. Like if they take it out when they come out with the uh, with the order books. Right. Or well, that's where most of the most of most the goofiest <laughs> stuff is with order. Right. I wonder if they're even gonna have half that stuff. Are we really going to put Marius Leedorf in the Grand Alliance of... Uh, well, yeah, I wonder if they're going to have all those special characters. Yeah. I mean, most of those guys... And that's why I'm thinking you got the their funky things with the with the special named guys right. who aren't even going to be there. Yeah, I mean, he's probably not going to be in the book. No, he'll I, just I, be... If, if his model's there, he'll just be a captain yeah, or a Yeah, he'll be an elector counter. Exactly. Well, I, I, it won't be called an elector count anymore. It'll be called whatever. Right, exactly. Um... Grisha's gold tooth rule could stay. I could see that one staying only because you literally have to bribe your opponent. And if you're willing to give me twenty or thirty bucks, <laughs> hey, honestly, I have a feeling no, I doubt any named characters are going to make it into these books because if you look, I mean, Valkia's in there uh-huh. because well, she's a demon, right? So, but Sigvald's not in there. Oh, Sigvald's Sigvald's not in there gone. Well, Sigvald died. Yeah, I mean, he blew up with the rest of the old world, so That's why true. would he be Well, here? some characters in the old world made it through, but sure. Sigvald died yeah. in that story, too. Yeah. He died a wonderful death, too, man. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. When he when he, when he he got scarred in his face, like a scar that wouldn't be, like <laughs> when his beauty was destroyed and yeah. he lost his mind, that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah so yeah, a lot but the, of- But there's a scroll for him. In the- yeah. In the uh, yeah, in, if you want to play, there's a scroll for him, but he's not in this book. Which is kind of cool, though. There's a scroll in the PDF if you if you want to keep playing him. Sure. If you if your friends want to, there's let a you picture can... of him in here, but of it's a, it's at the Slanish Chaos Lord is the war he, scroll. Slanish Chaos Lord. Yeah. Yep, see, yeah, they're gonna keep the model, yeah. but just gen- make it general. Yeah. Because that's the thing, you don't want to make people give up their models, right. you know. So yes. b- b- make sure there's something they can use it as. Yep. They even do that in. Their other game system. In it, 40K, they do that. It's a catch-22, though. I mean, you've moved the timeline forward. You've destroyed the old world. You've moved the timeline forward. Yep. You don't want to invalidate the models, but you just can't justify bringing all these characters into the new game. Right. It, just, it, it would be... I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I'm, I am interested, though. Um, I'm wondering if when they come out with the uh, Grand Alliance of Death, if Cetra, if the Cetra will have his kneeling rule. I hope not. Well, Cetra is not he vanished, didn't he? Well, he, uh, he, at the end of the book, the Chaos Gods made him a deal, and then he took it, and then disappeared. Yeah, I'm we wondering. Don't, well, we don't know what happened to him. I would really love to see him show up that, somewhere. That was really a th- a thread they just didn't pull on at no. all. And you know what? And I don't mind not having. I don't mind that you didn't tie every last thread into a nice bow. I, I don't mind that there's some stuff left over. Yeah. If you're gonna like, if you plan on coming and revisiting it later, they made such here. a big deal of it, though. But it, yeah, it was the end of the book. <laughs> it was the end of the book. Like they put the body back together, and it's like, okay, you're gonna do this, and it's like four books later. Uh, yeah, I was like, it's like Cetra. Uh, I mean, it, yeah. it wasn't like when they never told us who the nameless was, which was I was annoyed, but it wasn't a huge deal. Yeah, putting Cetra at the very end of the damn book, and and and. Having, right, having him gaze longingly at the sunset. And, thing, and then it's just like, and then they, <laughs> and then you hear the voice coming. It promises him a chance yeah. at everything, and then it's just, yeah, they, they were just taunting him. <laughs> yeah. It was actually Nagash. You want a chance? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Right. Like, and then, <laughs> oh my gosh. Ugh. Yeah. There's there's quite a few threads that they haven't pulled on yet that are still 
waiting for some resolution. Yeah. Like LSNR just vanishing into a portal and, uh, okay. No, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, with the with the guy with the Falcon, too, disappeared. Yeah, Scar. Yeah, yeah he's just gone. Yeah. I think that was Alethanar who went, stepped into the portal, wasn't it? Yeah. No, was it Alethanar? I don't know. No, Alethanar, I don't know what happened to him because he shot the bow and didn't, but it was that guy with the, the yeah, new the character fal- with yeah, the Falcon, the, fal- yeah. the new character. Yeah, yeah. He went to the portal in that other realm, and then that other realm just pop disappeared. I think I think that realm got destroyed. Unless it's an Age of Sigmar realm. It could be. Maybe. But I remember they made that weird pocket realm to save all the elves. And right. Then, and then, what's his name? The demon heard about it. Oh. And he heard about it and went, <laughs> and then she felt the realm just disappear, and she oh. was like, oh. Hmm. And it was just like, I think they, okay. I think he told, and they just went and sacked it. <laughs> it was just like, know. oh. Who knows? Um, okay, what else is on this list, though? Oh, right. what else? Um Oh, you, you, oh, the Forsaken. Yes. I was kind of surprised because the Forsaken still, were kind of new. Available. Yeah, the Forsaken. Because yeah, nobody's buying them because those are, those are some ugly models uh, they, too. They are. I, I don't Their know. rules are a little better, aren't they? They're not bad. They, yeah, the, I, I there are so. no really horrible choices right. in this I, I anymore. Don't, I, I would thought 40K players would have gotten a hold of some of those because the mutant, the mutant, the mutant portion, space yeah. marines are pretty good in... In the in the forty k chaos, but well, nothing in that book's really good. <laughs> but <laughs> the for, I mean the the mutated chaos space marines are pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's what I heard too. And I thought yeah, that was a good sprue. Now there are some forty k things. There's uh, two yes. tau. I believe those are tau infiltration cadre burning dawn. Yep, and shadow force solak. Yep, those are. Yep. Is that one Tau that Shadow Force? That I doesn't thought it look, was. That doesn't look like Tau. Hold on, that oh, can't maybe be. That's got. Oh, be. you know what? That's like, is that a Dark Angel? Yeah, I say that's got to be. Yeah, those are Space Marines. Yeah, yeah, those are Dark Angels. Yeah, that's a Dark Angel thing. So there's a Dark Angel. There's a Tau, and then there's a that Orc War Boss with a Tax Squig, yep. which oh, I love. Forty K Orcs. Can I just say, Forty K Orcs are have so much character. Those are my guys. That's my army in Forty K. They're so awesome. They're just so so cool. Yeah, yeah, one space marine, one tau, and one orc. So yep. you got so it's there. There. How, how much is that orc? Uh, Twenty-two and a quarter. It's not bad. Nope. Very cool stuff. So yeah, so it's on both sides though. Like, I wonder if any Hobbit stuff is buy it while the whole damn thing is buy it while it lasts. Let's see. Got bestsellers, whatever. Escape from Goblin Town, Hobbit, Lord of the Rings. Smog Army's was types. their number one bestseller, according to their top. 10 or whatever. Well, yeah, but did I mean that that's that's cuz he sold out in like a hot second, didn't he? Like I, mean, I I always wonder if that's number of models sold or amount of money they made off that model. $500 model. Yeah. Wow. That's like my car payment. That literally <laughs> that's like that's more than my car that's about I think that's more than my car payment for the for the pilot, the Honda the, the yeah. And there he's smog 490. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> I could either make my monthly car payment or buy smog. <laughs> the choice is obvious. Yeah. I need two smogs. It's right. So they can fight each other. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Last bit of um, news and rumors is over on the Forge World site. Have you seen this bad I have. boy? I saw him today. He's Scarak pretty, the Bloodborne. It's pretty cool. Thing's huge. He's like four times the size of a normal one of those uh, Korgorath. Yeah. I haven't seen his rules, but it's probably something ridiculous. Hold on, let me get let me get the Forge World site up here. 
Forge World. Yeah, I, I didn't get a chance to look at his rules. That's the only thing I was missing. I'm in the United States. There he is. Do they give us the rules with this thing? Oh, it doesn't look like it. Comes on a 160-millimeter round base. Oh, there's the rules. Bloop. Bloop. Let's see. What kind of rules does this thing have? All right. This thing, which is a giant of 16 wounds, 4-up save, 10 bravery. His missile weapon is burning blood. It's got an 8-inch range. One attack hits on three wounds on anywhere from a 3 to a 5, depending on how many wounds he's taken. It does D6 damage. He's got two melee weapons, the Brutal Blades, two-inch range, starting off with two D6 attacks. Two D6 attacks that do two damage. That do two damage. <laughs> Hitting and wounding on threes with a two rend and two damage. Two D6 attacks for the first seven wounds. D6 attacks for the next seven wounds. When he's down to his last two wounds, it's only D3 oh, attacks. That's, yeah. And his Thunderous Hooves do have six attacks, fours by threes, one rend, one damage. This thing is brutal. Let's see. So you can do a potential of 36 wounds in one rend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, okay. So 12 times 2 is 24, plus another 6 from the thunderous hooves, and then, yeah, another D6 from the burning blood. <laughs> yeah. If he inflicts damage on one or more enemy units in the combat phase, you must subtract 2 from the bravery of all units, enemy units, within 12 inches of him. So if he does any damage, he does a minus two bravery bubble for 12 inches because nice. he's scary. Yeah. Uh, attacks made by this unit in the combat phase result in one or more enemy models being slain. Then he heals D3 wounds at the end of the combat phase. Uh, both sides must reroll successful casting rolls for wizards within 12 inches of this model before any unbinding rolls are made. Oh, because he's a giant, giant ass corn model. Yeah. So look, look at his command ability. It's pretty good. Checks uh, all units of corn with, monsters within a foot. Can run and charge in the same turn. All corn monsters within a foot can run and charge. Oh. It's like a, how many corn monsters are there? I guess there's other. other I guess there's other. Uh, well, a lot of monsters can take the label for corn too, can't they? Oh right, like gi giants, bloodthirsters. I guess more of these. Things. Yeah, I mean, yeah, anything that can that can be given a corn a, label. A Corgoroth, I think, is the monster. Yeah, I mean, that's just. Um. Oh, you can let's you can give the Manticore. Oh, that's not a. Oh, that's a monster. You can give it a corn. Yeah, I think the, the in, there's a new entry in this book. The Gargant. Now it's called the Chaos Gargant instead okay. of the Giant. Okay. I, th I believe you can mark that. Yep. Yeah, here so is Chaos a... Gargant. Oh, no, you can't. He has no ability to be marked. Okay. But, there, uh, there's, but there's plenty of stuff in here that's monsters. So that... Yeah. And let's see. Um, should his mortal form be slain, it perishes in a welter of scalding blood and blazing soul fire. If this model is slain before removing it, every model in D6 inches suffers a mortal wound. Every model. So if you've got a bunch of one-wound models around him, he just does a uh, a six-inch mortal wound bubble. Dude, that's like when... Uh, dude, 
that's like when Sauron died <laughs> yeah. in, in the beginning of Lord of the Rings and just knocked up. everything over. Yeah. All right, this thing's stupid. 16 <laughs> wounds, too. Yeah. I, think I, I don't know if that's the most in the game. It's got to be close. It's more than it's more than uh, it's more than the bloodthirster. I know that. Is it, and it's more than Archeon has, isn't it? I think so. Ever chosen Archeon page twelve? Archeon, Archeon. You know, Archeon's got twenty. Oh, twenty. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. No, Archeon could still whoop this guy. Apparently. Of course, he would just do what Archeon says, wouldn't he? That's kind of the whole point of Archeon. Yeah. And Arkham would get to run and charge in the same phase if he was close. Though. Because he's, he's, he's cornering a monster. He's, he's cornering a monster. <laughs> this is just... <laughs> wow. Although it's his command ability. Oh, yeah, and he would not be the he general. Wouldn't, he wouldn't be the general. Not not if Arkham was Arkham's there. General. So, yeah. Dude, this thing is just crazy. You have a giant monster as your general, though. Yeah. But still, corn, and a four And a four-up save. And a four-up save, yeah. That's pretty good. Oh, and his move starts at 12 inches and drops down to 6 inches when he gets hurt. Okay. So, oh, yeah, that's a... Of course, and now, that, that winds up being about 200 bones. Yeah. It's 140 pounds. Okay. So, it's not a cheap model. I imagine they're going to sell a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ben Curry posted a little picture, and you could see... Uh, when Remember they when they had that... Uh, when they first were showing the Kadai, that those those... The the like the early early at the uh, games day where they had the uh, the Kadai like the like work in progress oh, test yeah, model like, yeah like behind the glass cabinet kind of thing with yeah. all the armor yeah. he has still had a picture of it yeah it looks like this thing oh it looks like they scrapped it and made this thing instead like the, like the armor plates that it's wearing and yep. stuff it looked like that the head's different okay but the armor plates and stuff look a lot mm. like this so. They scrapped the Kadai, it looks like, and made this, which I don't blame them. Whatever. Yeah, that's interesting. That's cool. Everybody hates the Kadai anyway, so <laughs> might as well make it into this. There's, a, it's, there's also no War Scroll for that. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Not All in right. this book. Nope. All right. You know what? We've gone on for quite a bit with the news okay. segment, so let's uh, let's take a break, and yep. when we come back, we'll come back with the Toolbox Sounds brought good. to you by Kazakh Superstore. Hey folks, it's Dave, and I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Battle Foam. You've all heard me talk about it before. The foam is firm, it doesn't separate from the base, they custom cut, design, make any piece of foam you want to fit any model you want. Anytime a new army comes out, within days, you've got Battle Foam cut and designed to fit those models. This isn't a game company making cases on the side. This is a carrying case company making foam and custom carrying cases to protect your army. It's what they do. It's all they do. Check it out at BattleFoam.com. Battle Foam, protecting your army.
And we are back. Yes, we are. Back with the Toolbox, brought to you by Chaos Org Superstore. <sighs> Which, by the way, is uh, apparently going to be getting a bunch of Dark Age stuff from uh, Cool Mini or Not. Oh, okay. Which is still a really cool game. The stuff uh, Brian Steele was helped helped yep. design that. He was on the show a while ago when that started. I know they're going to be getting some of that new stuff in. So if you're playing that game, Chaos Org Superstore is uh, your one-stop shop for that place, for that game. So uh, modeling, you've been uh, you've been rebasing, haven't <laughs> I've you? I've been rebasing, and I've been painting, and I've been I've been doing it all. Really? So I've been what's assembling. The, what's the? Oh my god, everything. What do you, so? So what, I'm working what's the project? on. I'm working on two projects simultaneously. Nice. I am doing uh, an Ultramarines uh, second company army. Okay. And I'm also Ultramarines. <laughs> Ultramarines. I love the Ultramarines. <laughs> I don't care. And I'm also painting and uh, rebasing a lot of my Chaos Demons okay. for uh, Age of Sigmar. So I'm getting ready for Holy Wars GT, and uh, I'm getting 40 blood letters ready for that. And so I've had to paint about 20. Now you just pointed out to me that they're on 32s now. They are. So the 25s have moved up to 30s. Now, they were always on... Were they, they, always they were on, always on 25s before. So uh, so 25s... And they were on 25 squares. So 25 yep. squares move up... It makes sense to move up to 32 yep, rounds. But the, in 40K, they were always on 25s. But now if you buy new box of blood letters, mm -hmm. they're on 32s. 32 okay. rounds for 40K. Okay. So... Well, you'd want to keep them consistent. So. Right. But that messes up people. You know, that's... Uh, yeah. It's really weird. I don't know what they're doing. We had this whole discussion about yeah. what, where do you rebase? Until they come out with stuff, dude, I don't want to rebase it. Yeah. I spent about $50 on 25 millimeter bases, and yeah. I swear if I don't get to use them, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I mean, in the big picture, honestly, that's that's a box. That's yeah. it, that's just one box of the, of, the, of of some of these you know fancier models. Sure. But I mean, you could always still, sell them on, I guess. I, I guess, but... yeah. You know who needs them now? If no one's, you know, right? Whatever. So, so the corn demons, the corn demons. I've been, so I've been, I, I've got my thirty pool choices laid out and submitted for Holy Wars GT. Now I actually have to get the models ready <laughs> for it. I had most of it. May I ask what you're taking, or is it, or is you keeping it quiet? No, it's, it's no. fine. I think I can remember it. Um, it's based. Oh. It's corn centric with some zinch thrown in. All right. So and because yeah, <laughs> they like each yeah. other, <laughs> um, so it's forty, it's four blood, uh, four war scrolls of blood letters, um, and then bloodthirster, blood crushers. I took a blood secretor because if you're taking corn, you gotta have one of those guys. Yep, um, I agree. What else is in this thing? And then I've got uh, three war scrolls of flamers. <laughs> I don't. If you've ever been on the receiving end of flamers, you'll, yeah, you'll love that. Um, and then I've got ten horrors to, well, help summon some of those flamers. There you go. Uh, then I have Festus on the battlefield to keep the bloodthirster alive, and I've got some Hell Striders because uh, their debuffing mechanic is incredible. Okay, what do they do? Uh, they. Uh, if if you are within six inches of a hell strider, uh, you are minus one to hit. Okay. Yeah. So, and then I've got some wrath mongers. Uh, despite the models, 
They are amazing in the game. Uh, just they're, they're good on so many levels. Now, are those the ones that make you crazy, and if you kill them, they make yeah. you attack your own unit? Yeah, if, 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 you kill a, if you kill a Wrathmonger, and you're within two inches of the model that dies, you either you use your attacks and you hit one of your own units, or you hit yourself. So the first time I ran into these guys, I was playing against them, and I the guy told me what everything did, and I was like, yeah, whatever, okay, fine. It's Age of Sigmar, whatever, it's fine. And we're playing, and my bloodthirster wandered too close to a Wrathmonger who got hacked down by a blood letter. Bloodthirster hadn't even fought yet, and a warmonger and a Wrathmonger died, and he died within two inches of the bloodthirster. And the bloodthirster turned around and whacked himself six times in the face with his axe and died. Oh, <laughs> I was like, "What does that thing do?" Uh, I what? Remember, I mentioned this at the beginning of the game. Like, He's, uh, oh, okay. I played against um when, when Taz and Luke were here when we played yeah. against, and uh. They went after the tree man, oh, and yeah. the tree man almost killed itself. Yeah, it's it's cra- well. They also so they do that. They also give plus one attack to every model within. I think it's six inches. Yeah. No, it's not six. It's three inches. Three. Okay. So what you do is you just park them behind your bloodletter horde. That's you know twenty models or greater. So they're already getting a buff from that. You stick your wrathmongers behind them to give them an extra attack. You stick your blood secretor next to them, plant his banner, give them more attacks, stick your hell striders six inches of the enemy unit, and now you've got something. Jeez. I mean, it's, yeah. Synergy it's, right it's there, synergy. baby. Yeah, you're just you're looking for that in this game. That's, so. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. That's kind of fun, though. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean not, not to mention the... you know, the nine flamers shooting into the combat from 18 inches away. Doing D three wounds per hit. <laughs> Jeez. And they are expensive in the comp. They're two two pool choices for three. Okay. But you can with the rules, you can you can just bring three. That unlocks the other six that are in your list, and you can summon them with the horrors or you know I guess Festus is a wizard, so he can summon them also, and you just summon them up. They can't, they can't uh, charge, or but they can still shoot. Yeah, and that's all they need to do. That's all they need to do. Ugh, so, ugh, that's yucky. Uh, what else is in that list? That, uh, I'm sure there's some other stuff in there, but I think I have the three gutter runners too because they're a half pool choice. <laughs> and I think you know it's always wise to have a half pool choice sitting in your list somewhere because you're gonna end up with a, you're gonna end up with an odd number. Somewhere in there, you're gonna have like half pool choice right, short, right? So you can just throw them in there. Just like three gutter runners for a half pool choice. You know they can, you know they pop up somewhere at the beginning of the game, and or you know, you know within a war machine and make a nuisance of themselves. So they're always good, but uh, you know that's that's the uh, that's the age of Sigmar stuff. So it's almost complete. I've got the flamers all rebased. I'm working. I've almost got the the uh, blood letters painted. I've got like four left, and then I got to rebase the horrors, and then I got to. I actually have to assemble and paint the wrathmongers. That's probably the biggest thing I've got to do. So, not too bad. And then while I'm doing that, I'm also doing the uh, Ultramarines Second Company. I've I've got two copies of the uh, Assault on uh, the Black Reach 
set. Right. I guess what it's called. And, uh, you know, so that's got, you know, 20 tactical Marines, two dreadnoughts, 10 uh, Terminators, uh, Captain in there. Plus, I already had some stuff. So I'm, I'm just kind of just doing it as I, as I, as something is drying or something is waiting for the, you know, the demon already to get done, I'll throw a couple of, you know, colors on some Terminators, you know. Cool. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's going well. That sounds, that's a, that's a heck of a, heck of an endeavor you got going on there. Yeah. You know, it's, just, that's just what I do. I just sit back there at my bench and just watch TV. You know, we've, We'll get into that in the other part. That's the oh my gosh, <laughs> these crazy shows I've been watching. Oh, I hear you with that. Um, let's see, for me, I have been I've been got I've gotten back into my hobby going. Um, I've got this Stormcast Eternal army sitting here. It's not it's not the best army. I mean, basically, I traded up. I've got three of the starter sets. Yeah, and then I picked up a couple boxes. I've got some. Uh, I got some of the. Uh, Archer or some of the archers, uh, and then I picked up some of the guys with the uh, the spears. Yeah, and um, I just I'm going along with the guy on the Warhammer TV yeah, video. Yeah, that's good. Those videos are good. Those videos are awesome. Yeah, and uh, I, like I said, I'm I'm on to about the third phase now, which is like the third. The, it's like the final phase of gold. Okay. And I decided I'm just doing all the liberators at this point. I'm going to stop. I'm not going to do the other forty guys into other gold because it's it's starting to get starting to feel a little soul crushing. Yeah. And this way, the liberators are just they're sort of your core unit. They're the ones that you're you know you can take a lot of them, but you really kind of want the other stuff. Sure. So these are the guys that I'm going to start going through the rest of the steps with first. Make sure I have the technique down. Yep. Make sure I really like how it looks. Yep. Are you going to break those into? Squads or units? Probably, yeah. What's a war scroll of those guys? Is it five? I think it's. Uh, I'm not certain. It's. Uh, I'll check right now, though. I got the book right here. Liberators. Next to me. Liberators are. Let's go through all the characters. Characters, dude. Liberators are five or more five, models. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have the three sets from the game so I have like basically it's like six units of five okay but then are I you actually, gonna are you gonna break them up into the, into different like individual war scrolls with like and you're gonna like paint like their tabards like different colors to I'm thinking I'm gonna make them I think I'm gonna paint them pretty much the same I'm not certain how I'm gonna necessarily delineate them if I do, I'm only going to delineate them into three separate ones. Okay. Uh, one of the things that I kind of lucked out was when they came out with that uh, with the free uh, the, the free liberator with with the white yeah. dwarf. Yeah. Um, I picked up three of them, just not knowing that I would wind up with this. Sure. I just bought three three copies just to get the model. Yeah. Because when it first came out, um, the kids were interested in seeing them, and I figured if they wanted to paint one, I would get one for each of the kids, and they wound up not really feeling like painting them. Okay. But now I have those three, so if I wanted to make units of ten, I could take those. Okay. I could, basically, I could remove three of the the character, you know, the champions, yeah. and replace them with three more grunts. Okay. So then I could have three units of ten. Because what I've noticed in Age of Sigmar while you're playing... I mean, running forty blood letters around. Oh, if it's such a pain. If, if, if you're running four separate units of ten, I mean, they end up close to each other. So it's like, which unit did this guy come from? I was like, I don't know. So you have right. to you have to have some kind of way to separate the units. I what mean, I'm thinking is, 
and yeah, I'm going to try to figure out what I'm going to do because I mean the basic colors are going to be the same. I might go with the little headdresses or something like that, something around there, or I might just do it with with something around the ring of the base, okay. going with a slightly yeah. different color. Yep. Because yeah, they are really similar, and that's going to yeah. be a pain. Yeah. I agree. I agree completely. That was one of the things that Harrison asked. He's like, how are you going to tell these guys apart when right. they're in the middle? I said, I, I don't know yet. I haven't figured that out. Yeah. I haven't gotten that far. <laughs> um, but I'm having a blast. And I've been tr- I've been painting like for the last like week or two, at least an hour a night, just sitting okay, down. Because sure. I've got everything set up right here at the table. Yeah. And that's what I've been doing. Other than that, um, I have picked up one of everything for the Fire Slayers. Oh, wow. I see some of them down here. Which is just kind of dumb because it's like basically it's only like two different boxes of models because the one box can be the two different things. So I've got that. Yep. And then I've got the other box. And then I've just got a bunch of character models. Yeah. Because it's literally like there's 12 different character uh, listings or nine different character listings and then three troop listings in their book. It's just like (laughs) (laughs) because there's the the three different – there's the the magma droth with the three different riders, right? And then there's the three riders on foot that makes six listings. Then there's the three other characters, the rune master and the other two guys, yep. and then the three types of units. So and they all have to. It, and the thing is, this is a character heavy. That's a character heavy army because they all all synergize with having those characters with them to give them bonuses. Sure. So I just picked up one of everything because as I'm finishing up when I get through the stormcast, I definitely want to build these guys and start playing with them. I'm thinking of mixing them in with the Stormcast. Yeah, I mean, they they're, got a little both, shooting. they're both order, absolutely. Yeah, they got a little shooting. They're both. That's kind of what I like about these these Grand Alliances yeah. is you can literally just pick something up that you like that you feel like painting and then throw it in with something. And if it doesn't work too well, it doesn't work too well. Right. And if you do like it, you can always add to it. But you don't feel bad about just buying a thing. Right. Now. So this leads me to another quandary with this Grand Alliance thing is the, like basing. Okay. So... Since I've been rebasing everything for my chaos, like my chaos warriors and my demons were based differently in okay. 8th edition stuff. So now when I'm rebasing everything, everything's based exactly the same. So, so I'm just kind of locked into this basing that I'm doing, which is fine. It's easy. It's, you know, it's, you know, it's quick to do. But I'm just wondering if how many other people are going to do that. Are they still going to base like each army as an individual? So these are my Seraphon. They're going to be based this way. These are my free peoples. They're going to be based this way. Now I want to combine them together and oops, my basing's different and I want to bring them to a tournament and now they don't match crap. Yeah, that's, that I I, I was thinking of the same thing and I I'd sort of, um, one of the things I had mentioned on the last episode, I had mentioned to Taz and Luke and somebody actually told me that they thought it was a brilliant idea when they heard it and they put it on Twitter. And I said, wow, I did something brilliant. But um, I'm trying, I'm putting magnets in the feet. Oh, right. Uh, and I'm going to magnetize yeah. the Stormcast bases. Yeah. Because those are the guys I'll probably start mixing in. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I like them and they're good and, and they mix in pretty easily with mm-hmm. any army. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much of the other stuff I'm going to mix. Plus for order, I've pretty much got dwarfs and these guys. Okay. You know, yeah. I don't have too much of the other stuff. Because the other stuff that I've got is, I've got uh, Tomb Kings and, and VC. Yeah. And that's that's well, all. I mean, that's do, do, death. Do, do you have anything based yet? Like a permanent basic technique for anything yet? I know because I, everything that I started with yeah. the dwarfs got scrapped because I was making all those custom bases right. and they well, were all square. I scrapped I, mean, I guess, it. I mean, now here, now's your chance to sort of reinvent the wheel with your basing and just go with one unified base scheme. Well, for the, well, I'm going to do the lava bases yeah. like they did in the video for okay. the fire slayers. Yeah. 
but I don't know that I want to do that basing with the mm-hmm. other dwarfs. Okay. And so, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. They, they, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> what if I want to mix them? That's right. I'm running the same question you're running into. Right. Is, so I guess know, I guess my thing is like, how in love are how in love are you with the idea of the lava bases for the fire slickers? Yeah. I mean, it sounds awesome. I'm sure it's going to look amazing. But it's like, do you want to? But yeah, and then am I going to mix the two the two dwarf armies together? Right. And if I do, then do they match? Yeah, I, I see what you're getting at. But yeah. right now, that project is kind of... I've still got to finish painting these yeah. Stormcasts, yeah. so I'm not too worried about that. I've got some time. Hopefully sure. in the next month or two, they'll start right. coming out, and I'll, I'll figure out what the dwarfs are and if they're going to mix and how I'm going to do that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, if you want to mix it and it's in a tournament, do the ba- do the schemes match? It, and it, it's Because it, it matters for painting checklists and all that stuff. And it's a big, and it's points on a checklist that you're going to lose if, if you're worried about that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, you know, and, and the, what's your other option? Well, okay, I won't take them together, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, th- I, I thought I'd solve the problem by, by making interchangeable bases right. for ba- the Stormcast, but then... You're it's, also doubling your work when you're making bases. That's like, <sighs> well, for, but bases it's it's easier just switching out bases than having to redo a whole thing. True, you know, because um, then I don't have to worry about their actual paint scheme on the right. models matching as as well. Right. Um. But yeah, then they become the unifying thing. But then none of the other then none of the other armies can cross up, which I totally wasn't thinking about when I came up with this plan and now I have to stop and think again mm-hmm. man I have no idea yeah I, my, my basing is pretty it's pretty simple it's just that you get the sterling mud from games workshop right you know, that texture paint right slap that on there you dry brush it with the like the terminus stone dry okay, brush right. paint put a couple of different uh colored flocks on there paint the rim black and you're done I mean it's it's pretty easy and it looks good and it hits all the you generally it hits all the the uh all the painting all, rules. All, all, all the paint you know all the check marks on the on the checklist for the tournaments you know it's like multi multi flock you know painted bases you know textured bases check 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 great i mean i i, I mean I, if i don't know what your goal is for modeling stuff right. i mean if it's forget paints if points on a checklist that's what i'm going for I mean, if it's to make, you know, beautiful models that are going to, you know, stand out and be amazing, I mean, that's that's I mean, that's a completely different goal. Yeah. And like I said, I, I really don't know. I, j- I just don't know. Because originally, for especially for the, the basic dwarfs, I'm still waiting to see what size bases they come out on. Because if they're 32s or if they're 25s, that's going to really change up what I do because I still want to do those custom bases. I, I think they're going to come on 32s. I think everything new from Games Workshop... Age of Sigmar branded is going to be on a 32. I hope not. I mean, uh, it seems that the stuff that was on 25s went to 32s. Except these guys. Well, the, well, the Fire Slayers <laughs> didn't exist before. Well, I, mean, I mean, Slayers did. True, yeah. But these guys are a little different from them, and they're, even their shape is a bit different. Um, Not that different, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm just curious. We haven't seen too many of the. Tw- I mean, didn't they re? Didn't they come all the the Skaven stuff? That got reboxed. I can't remember Did what some it, of it. I thought I thought the Plague Monks got reboxed. Hold on, where the heck is my? Where's my mouse? 
There it is. Oh, don't read. No, 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 no. Whoops. All right. Hold on. Oh, looks like I closed. What does it? Uh, we'll open this in a minute and we'll see what it says. But yeah, we'll see what the Skaven. Skaven clan verminous. See, now they got clan rats. Those are all on squares still. Oops, pestilence. Plague monks. They're on 25s. Are they? Yep, but the plague sensor bearers are on 32s. Okay, what, did, what were the sensor bearers on originally? They were on 20s. Or, yeah. Okay, that doesn't make any sense nope. then. Nope. The, the plague monks are definitely on 25s. So the plague monks that were on 20s went on to 25s. Yep. But the plague sensor bearers are on 32s. <sighs> yep, that is for sure. And the dopiest thing is when you look at their description... It doesn't tell you. Yeah, and the plague priest is on a thirty-two. Also, the plague monks. Plague monks are it, on twenty-five. So but it just, doesn't could, actually tell you what they. It come does. On. You can just look at the models, though, on the picture. Those are twenty-five. Right. No, I agree, but it doesn't tell you. And no, it, it doesn't. I mean, the other ones they normally tell you what size they come on. Mm -hmm. When you look at the plague sensor bearers, it actually mentions five thirty-two, 32 mil, round mil round bases. Yep. Oh, you're killing me, Smalls. Plague Priest comes on a 32 mil base. Ugh, so if they go to 32, that really annoys me. I got all those stupid mo 25 <laughs> mil bases. Grumble, 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 grumble. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. That annoys me. It really annoys me. Well, I'm just going to wait and see. Yeah. Because I haven't even started rebasing my... Uh, my uh my VC yet and because I was waiting to do all those zombies, which I said I'm not rebasing the zombies. I've got like 800 more in boxes. I'm just building new ones. Right. And I bought all those Mantic 25 mil round bases to put my Mantic zombies on. A lot of good, fat lot of good <laughs> that's gonna do <laughs> I mean, me. I mean, theoretically it doesn't matter, but you know. Yeah, I know theoretically it doesn't matter, but if mine don't match the ones that they come out with eventually, I'm gonna be pissed. Right. Although, I think Wayne from uh, TC War Room had all those little inserts that you could drop yes. your 25s in. Yes. I mean, well, just. I have. I got mine at Adepticon last year. They are these little. Uh, they're these little. They're little rings. They're, they're rings, 25 yeah. 25 mil circle. Yeah. They're like donuts or washers. Yeah, that fits around know? the 25 millimeter base and makes it into a 32. And that's what I've been. That's how I did all my uh, blood letters. Uh, do you remember how much something like that cost? They're cheap. I think I got, there's like 12 of them in a pack, and they're like two bucks each. I think I bought, I bought a bunch of them. I think I spent like 20 bucks, and I have a whole pile of them. Still, I still have a whole pile of them well, at home. I may have to look into those when I go to Adepticon. Yeah, cause I, I can't remember the, the guy who was selling them. but I'd rather buy those and put that on, because if I do the zombies, I'm probably going to do a new water-based yeah, like to match the old ones anyway. Right, and so you couldn't miss putting them on the twenty fives, and then just buy the adapter rings, and you'll be set. Yeah, because ugh, I, I just I hate buying those round ones and then not using them. Yeah, it just galls me to waste money like that. Big dumb GW, they're big dumb changing <laughs> the base sizes and not figuring it out. Uh, okay, whatever. 
Um, but that's where I'm at. You know, I'm just I'm working on the Stormcast, and I'm really happy with them. Like it's kind of fun. I like playing with them. Mm-hmm. I like it. They're it's weird because. I don't. They're, they're not the best army. Like you know, it's a new army. They're good. I mean, they're really. I've, I've heard they're pretty good. No, I mean they're they are good, but they they don't have any wizards. They don't have. Well, they do have the shooting now because they got the bowman, which I purchased. Mm-hmm. Um, you really do need that. Um, you really do need the characters and that Celestine Prime, okay. which I haven't built mine yet. Like I haven't even built it because I'm still getting these guys done. Yeah, because they're kind of slow. Um, you need that Celestine Prime to be able to come and drop those guys in, kind of teleport them in anywhere. Then they get pretty, they get pretty good. Okay, you know it's um, it's I, when I say they're not very good, I don't mean they're not good. I just mean that they've got they're they're they've got weaknesses like any other army. They're not. It's not just like sure the news that they're the new guys on the blocks. They're the best. That's exactly. Not they're exactly not. It's the not case. like that. Yeah. It's, it's not just like oh look, I've got these guys and they're the new Space Marines and they're kicking your skulls in. They're yeah. just you know. Gotcha. They're really, I think, where they shine is when you couple them up with other things, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what, I guess that's what my original plan with the whole bases was, what can I couple them up with, mm-hmm. which is why I would swap the bases, because I never really thought about um, teaming my other armies together. Mm-hmm. I just, this was the this was the first uh, army well, that yeah. I thought of teaming with, was those guys. Yeah, we would never do that in 8th edition. I mean, no right. one played with allies. It was in the book, but nobody right. ever did it. And just, I guess I kept picturing, because I've been reading so much of the fluff, these are the guys I keep picturing popping into other worlds sure. and teaming up. So fluff-wise, I just keep picturing them as the allies. So mm-hmm. make sure their bases match wherever they land. Right. So that's just in my head, I guess. So that's what I've been doing. So let's move cool. on to uh, gaming. Yep. So I, in, since the game with Taz and Luke like 12 days ago, I haven't done any gaming because I've been working and painting. So sure. Have you done, have you been doing, uh, what have been, you been doing lately? I've been playing, I played some Age of Sigmar games and I played some 40K stuff. Uh, I've been, well, I've been doing a lot of like other like computer games, that kind of thing. Oh yeah? Oh yeah. What are you playing? I've been playing Hearthstone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, hooked pretty bad on that one, you know. Uh, but then uh, the forty k game was fun. That was with my orcs. That was against the Space Wolves army. That was fun. And then uh, the new Space Wolves with the well, that was not the Wolfman. It wasn't those guys. They hey, I don't think they, they, oh, they, they, yeah, they, they were not out yet. They're not out they yet. This was, yes. this was like a regular old Space Wolves army. But I I was a thousand point game. And uh, with my orcs, that was fun. That was just a pickup game. That was fun. The wolf and ugh. yeah, those are some <laughs> ugly models. I'm sorry. Like yeah, I couldn't the, go the whole episode yeah. and not say it. I, I I remember when Michael J. Fox turns into Teen Wolf. <laughs> That's what they look like with uglier feet. There you go. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. I have been playing, and Harrison got me playing stupid puzzles and dungeons, which is just the dumbest game. Or puzzles and dragons. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Uh, oh, what a dumb thing. It's just like, it's one of these things with the little color things and you match up to different colors okay. in the puzzles. Except it's almost like Pokemon because you get different little monsters and characters and you pick a little team of monsters and they each have a color that they go to. Okay. And there's fire, water, earth, light and dark. Sure. And so when you line up your little things almost like on the Candy Crush, except you can move a lot of stuff. Okay. When you line them up into groups... And they go, that's how you activate your guys to attack the stuff in the dungeon above you. Wow. So it's like you play the little, you know, line up your little puzzle stuff. Okay. And when you solve the puzzles, 
that allows your guys up top to attack and take out the stuff and earn more experience and okay. level up your monsters yeah. and catch all the monsters. Yeah. And it's just, oh, this is God. a free game? It, yeah. That has in-app purchases? I don't make any in-app purchases. <laughs> you really don't need to make in-app okay. purchases. You can buy like extra stuff just, you know. Sure. Like, nah. It's like Hearthstone is a free game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, this one, every once in a while, Harrison's like, oh, here, I'm going to give you some money. Why? I'm going to buy extra stones for this game so that I can, you know, upgrade. I'm like, really? Because I just play. Yeah. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. So that's been wasting my time with that. But yeah. yeah. So Hearthstone's yours, huh? That's your I, thing? I, 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 I keep trying not to play it, but I keep. I keep playing it because it's easy. It's you, you don't have to play it for hours and hours. You just sit down and you play it for a couple minutes. And exactly. Then, and, then, and then they they keep you get daily quests, which you get gold. Right. So I feel if I don't play, if you if you, you get you could stack up three quests. You know, okay. Like win two games with Druid. Win you know defeat forty minions. Whatever you stack them up. But once you wait, once you have if you go over four days. You just lose quests. They don't stack up anymore. Right. So that's essentially you're losing gold. So you got to knock off those quests. Well, so they got gotcha. you. You know. That's well, exactly. Like in this game, you get your daily. There's special dungeons every day yeah. that yeah. give you special certain bonuses sure. that you need in order to evolve your characters oh, and yeah. stuff like that. So it's like, oh, Friday dungeons up, Dad. If you yeah. want, if you want the keeper, <laughs> if you want the keeper of gold, you need the keeper of gold. You got to run this that's dungeon. Right. Man, I ran that dungeon seven times. And I didn't get a keeper of gold. You don't always get them. Yeah. Don't always. Oh, I ran man. it seven times. Yeah. You know? yeah. But I play it every day because you got to get your bonuses. Oh I know gosh. what you mean. Yeah. 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 So, I've, so I've been running my my uh, my priest, my dragon priest control deck. I've been running that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just realized we were playing it last weekend, and I was talking to Harrison. And I was like, I was running the weekend dungeon. I'm like, this isn't giving me any any real good uh, characters or, or or super bonuses. He's like, no, but you know you can earn experience and that helps. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, dude. And he's like, what? I'm like, dude. He's like, what? I'm like, I made like a quarter of a million gold on this run. He's like, what? I'm like, if you run through this and run it fast and you can kill off the monsters in like one or two turns per level, you get like a forty thousand dollar treasure chest and there's ten levels. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, here, look at this. <laughs> and he's like, you're kidding. And I'm like, dude, we've been playing this game for like months, and we're always like trying to get some money because we're always try- we're always yeah. broke. Yeah. I sat there, and every time I got my, uh, you know, you get your stamina up, takes your time to earn your stamina back. I just kept running that same dungeon, and I went from about four hundred thousand to six million oh my coins like in one day. He's nice. like. Dad, are you figure this one out? I'm like, yeah, I'm the smart one. <laughs> you broke just, the meta. Way I did. To go. I'm like, I'm so, I'm, I'm so done. I'm <laughs> such a loser playing this stupid game. I've been playing that in, you know, League of Legends. I've, I've been sucked into that game, pretty bad. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's a MOBA. Oh, yeah, MOBA. You ever played a MOBA? Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, if anybody needs a, you know, bot lane support, <laughs> Leona, I'm, I'm there for you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's literally what I was doing when I was sitting there painting. It's like I would I'd get through a uh, a model, I'd paint another one or another two, and I like I need to take a break and rest my eyes from sitting there searching for the you know making sure I got every sure. edge done. I'd stop and look up oh, twenty stamina. I'll take a five minutes. <laughs> oh, man. I'll run a dungeon for five minutes. Put the game back down to paint another couple models. Run a dungeon for five minutes. Paint a couple models. Oh, so dumb. Nice. So dumb. <laughs> All right, let's get into the other. Yep. So you've been you've been doing some other, I oh, know. Oh gosh. Uh this 
TV show. My daughter, she likes anime and manga and stuff. What have you been so, watching? So she's like, Dad, we need to watch this show. Like, what is it? We need to watch Attack on Titan. I haven't watched that yet. It's <laughs> in my queue. Is it? Is it as good as people say? It's, it's insane. Is it? It's like, it's nuts. I mean, it, it. I literally didn't want to watch it anymore after the first six episodes because just the pace of the storytelling was making me crazy. It's like, oh my god, stop talking and start doing some stuff. Cause, okay. Because you're just making me crazy. Just, <laughs> just, just go do something. It's, I, I don't know if that's just the way they tell stories. And I, it, maybe it's just that particular one. Is it just because it's slow paced? It is, it is slow paced and they talk a lot and they're very intense about it. So it's extremely <laughs> stressful while you're watching it. Is it? Yeah. But it's good. Like it, it's it, got you hooked. It, it, well, you have to figure, you have to find out what happens. That's really what it is. It's like, okay, I, we, just, we just need to know what happens at the end of this season. So we just need to get through this. And my, my daughter figured it out like, I don't know, a couple episodes early, what was going to happen at the end. So that kind of blew the suspense uh. for us. But, you know, it, it's, it's, it's still, it's very, very intense. And now we finished that. So now we're watching the Attack on Titan junior high school <laughs> show. Oh, what? So it's basically the super intense Attack on Titan. This is the not intense kind of silly version <laughs> that they did with like, you know, the big eyes and the, wah, you oh, know, all geez. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So instead of the Titans eating people, the Titans just eat your lunch. So it's. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. <laughs> so I watched that one and then I watched. Um, then I watched the Netflix uh, exclusive Seven Deadly Sins. I've been watching that. Seven. I don't know that one. That's another anime, and it's uh, it's it was it's a Netflix exclusive show. I guess they commissioned or whatever. And it's okay. called Seven Deadly Sins, and it's like a fantasy setting. And there's like these seven warriors, and they have these different abilities and powers, and they like disappear from the world. And then this character has to go out and find them, and she starts locating each other and there's just backstory it's it's nuts it's another just crazy one all right yeah watch that and uh and of course we're watching x files and see now yeah the uh, colony i've been watching that is the colony any good Colony's I, good i wouldn't i've been i just finished uh i just finished season one of the expanse okay i i saw that when i, I want to watch that one i liked that a lot okay. like it started off slow and it like like there's so many characters and so much going on. Like the first three or four episodes, I'm like nothing seems like I have no idea what's going on because there's like four or five different plots going on, yeah. and none of it seems connected. And I'm just like, what? It's it's so sp- it's like when you first start watching Game of Thrones. Okay, it's just like wait, the, the, what, how is any of this related to anything? Yeah, and then it starts to tie together. And I got to the end of this the first season, I was like. Oh wow, this is good! Like okay. I hope more people watch this because yeah. you know it's it's not only well put together, but you can tell from like the sets and all this. This is costing sci-fi a bundle. Mm. This is like way more than like like stupid Sharknado stuff. Yeah, and, and if, there's some decent actors in it. I noticed. And if pe- yeah, if people don't start, if if they, I mean they they already signed a second season, but they got to get people watching this so that it can keep going. Cause okay, it's it's was pretty. I liked it a lot. All right. And uh, I, I've got like two more episodes of Jessica Jones. I thought it was like only ten or eleven, like Daredevil. Yeah. And I didn't realize it was thirteen. And like one night, I just stayed up late. I'm like, I'm just gonna finish this. And then it was like 2:30 <laughs> two thirty in the morning. And I'm like, Wait, this doesn't seem like it's over. And I'm like, What do you mean? There's two more episodes. Yeah. I watched the first couple episodes of that, and then I don't know. I just I, I don't know if I lost. I don't 
think I, I don't think I lost interest. I think just something else just came. It was up. a little slow. Yeah, and like I was I was enjoying it, but it was like it didn't hook me like Daredevil did. No, it didn't. But then when David Tennant finally came on and started doing more stuff, yeah. when you got him in there, I was like, oh, wow, because it at the end it really starts picking up. Okay. Plus, um, what's his name is in there? Um, um, oh, Luke Cage is yeah, in Luke that. Cage is in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I made the fist, and you're like, yeah, Luke Cage is in there. He's just awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a pretty good show. I've been watching just a lot of stuff though. I mean, Agent well, Carter's pain- back on. Yeah, I've been so. painting so much. Yeah, me too. I've just been sitting at my bench. And I just I usually just listen to stuff. Yeah, to stuff. So, well, Harrison comes down and. Uh, He's been well. X Files was coming on, and he's yeah. like, "Is that show any good?" Oh man! And so we we're on season two. Okay, because he's <laughs> never watched it before. There's only nine seasons of twenty three episodes each. I know we're <laughs> on season two, and it was so funny because like we I, I haven't watched it in like ten years. Yeah, and so we're sitting there watching the beginning and the smoking man. I'm like, ah, the smoking man. Yeah. He's like the smoking man. Yeah, I'm like, when the smoking man comes on, you know it's gonna be good. And then he's accusing me of like making up the smoking man because <laughs> I forgot. Like you know, you you, you watch it and. Like he becomes such a huge part, but in the first season he shows up in like episode one, yeah, and then he doesn't show up again until like episode twenty, right? So like in episode one, I'm like the smoking man, and Harrison's like, "You're just making that up, right? Just you're just because he was smoking and you're just tricking me, right?" Yeah, I'm like, "No, really, he's important. No, I don't even believe you. Like you're just making it up." And so then I was just like, okay. And but then all of a sudden he starts showing up. Yeah, he got to the Erlenmeyer flask episode, and he was like. Okay, now the, the, yeah. then he, then there's a list on it's one of the more popular X Files blogs that's out there. It gives a list of like I think it's eight X Files episodes. Just watch these eight episodes like throughout all the nine seasons. And if you're a new, if you're a, a new person to it, just watch those. And if you like those, then go ahead and watch the rest of them because it kind of <laughs> like it kind of like lays down the basis for the different styles of episodes. Oh, okay. So there's like one that's like straight horror. There's one that's like comedy. There's one that there's a couple that are conspiracy based. Um, so it just gives a you know a different element of each. You know, there's there's one that's like this one's just got Robert Patrick in it. Sorry, no, no Mulder's <laughs> not in this one, and that's part of the show. You know, right? They, oh, exactly. They, 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 I mean, there's a couple episodes where neither neither of the main actors are in it and those are those are actually pretty good ones so yeah there's some really yeah it was just so fun not watching it and seeing some of these stuff that i that i totally forgotten about oh, yeah. coming back in yeah the new um, I, I, the new series i think is great oh yeah i watched the first <laughs> i didn't get to watch the third episode it's yet. fantastic watch that it's tomorrow. A, it's, that's a comedy one and it's oh it's, is it it's great it's really good i just i was laughing and i was telling harrison it was like what i'm like just I'm like you just you're in for such a treat, and he's like, "Why?" I'm like, "Dude, when they like, I just remember them arguing about chupacabras. Like, <laughs> yeah. they, they, there is no chupacabra. I'm telling there, you, there's that a wasn't... chupacabra reference in this oh, latest X Files episode. <laughs> and you know, we're watching this, and I'm Harrison was watching one episode. That's so gross. That's so gross. This is so disgusting. And I'm like, you know, there's nothing that creeped me out more than the weird inbred hillbilly episode. Oh, yeah. that's, well, that's that like aired like once, that, and then like never they never showed it again because it was just one, so that's wrong. That's one of the episodes that that's on this that's list that eight. you're supposed to watch. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so wrong. Yeah, so I've been doing that. Oh. We've been to a couple of concerts, which are pretty good. Oh yeah. Yeah, we went to go. We saw Black Sabbath. Oh, nice. That was amazing. That was good. And then we went to go see at the Aragon Ballroom. It was a. Uh, Anthrax and Lamb of God. Oh, <laughs> nice! It was amazing. That was good. 
Nice. Me and my son went to those. That was good. Well, like I said, I've just been watching like the stuff on that a sci-fi channel, watching Expanse, watching X-Files, painting, yep. going to see Deadpool on Thursday. That's going to be cool. Yeah, I'm kind of excited for it. It's one of the things that I like Deadpool. Um, I'm going on Thursday trying to get into a quick show before all the high school kids go okay. because I like Deadpool. I don't like Deadpool fans. <laughs> okay. And it's nothing personal against yeah. Deadpool fans. It's just like I go to Gen Con and you go to like these cons where there's cosplayers. Yeah. And there's always like 50 Deadpools yeah. all trying to out Deadpool <laughs> one another. <laughs> I'm more crazy Deadpool than you are crazy Deadpool. And it's like you just want to slap them, <laughs> you know. And I so it's just like I just yeah. want to go see it without like the. Well, Ryan Reynolds finally is playing a character that suits his personality well, because Ryan Reynolds can only play one character <laughs> exactly and you know who it is it's Deadpool <laughs> it's the guy from two guys a girl in a pizza place there you go yeah. it's the same freaking character he played when he was on television 20 years ago it's the same flipping character yeah you know say what you want but that's who he is yeah. and they just keep casting him and it's like eventually <laughs> they'll find a character for him now they find one that fits well I think Ryan Reynolds is actually a Huge Deadpool fan. Yeah, I believe that is a, that. That's an actual thing. Yeah, and it fits. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a travesty what they did to Deadpool in that Wolverine movie. Oh, I mean, that was. Oh, that was bad. No, that was bad. Yeah, that was really <laughs> wrong. And it was and it was Ryan Reynolds. It was. And it was Ryan Reynolds. And, uh, and it's like, and uh, it's and you know what? It was like, okay, I see what you did. You had the basic idea of Deadpool, right? Yeah. And then you turned him into this weird. They they made him a mute. <laughs> it's like, how do you make Deadpool a mute? I actually watched my. The only time I saw that movie, I watched a ripped copy of oh, it no. off like a BitTorrent site, yeah. and it was a pre-rendered version of the movie without all the special effects in it. Oh no. So, <laughs> So it's, it was even worse. So it's even worse. I was like, "Yeah, oh my god, I don't even need to see the full version of this movie. No, this is bad. It's so bad." <laughs> uh, all right. So you know what? That's that. I think we've uh, covered everything. Okay, let's take a break. Yeah. And like eight hundred hours into the show, we'll come back, and we're gonna come back with a little uh, Sigmar one hundred and one. Nice. You've been playing a lot. You've got a couple dozen games almost under I your do, belt. Yeah. I've got a good dozen or so under my belt, and so we're going to talk some uh, some tactics when Sounds we come good. back. All Excellent. right. Folks, it's Dave. Are you looking for that special model to add to your army? A monstrous creature or maybe a character model? Something unusual that not everybody else is fielding on their table? Well, then you should check out Mierce Miniatures at MierceMiniatures.com. Their Darklands line is full of some of the most fantastic creature models you'll ever see. And with the success of their recent Kickstarter, those models will be perfect for you to play in their forthcoming Darklands game. So whether you're looking for a new skirmish level game to play with lots of cool monstrous creatures, or you're just looking for that extra special model to add to your existing games line, Mears Miniatures is really worth your time. Check them out at mears-miniatures.com. 
Facebook.com. And seriously, guys, you'll be glad you did. in session All right. folks Let's see what we can do here your professors are here oh dave and chris and it is time for a little sigmar 101 all right um okay for our new players i think first and foremost you got to decide how you want to play this game yeah i mean and that's i mean the basic i mean you can i mean you i guess very beginning this how big is the game going to be and how many of the rules are you going to play with i mean right I mean that's it's unfortunate, but that's just the nature of the game. I mean that's what they did. I mean, right. I mean you you you've got a sandbox, so you can kind of do anything. The problem is when you're first trying to figure it out, it's it's, it's a little daunting. Yeah, it's kind of like when you're picking up Fallout or whatever that what's this, the Fallout Four the yeah, new one. Yeah. It's like I could run through this, or I just run all over the place all day and never quite figure yeah. out anything. Yeah, I know? remember the first time we played Fallout Three. My my son was playing, and he just. He like you know killed the first twenty people he came up against. Like those are all the people who give you quests. I mean, what are we gonna do now? Exactly. <laughs> we had to start the game over again. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, you could. I mean, if you've you've got a book and you've got scenarios, you can you could literally play it out of the box if you're playing with a couple of guys and you are just gonna if you're gonna do it like they sort of envisioned it and have yeah. your little discussion and put things out right. and talk about it. You can totally leave that out of the box. Right. Um, you run the risk of accidentally throwing it way out of balance, right? And that's the biggest risk. And I think if you're a new player, um, the only reason I don't recommend that, like we could totally do that. We could totally just grab a scenario and what did you bring? Okay, this is what like you brought an army today. If, I did, we, if yeah. we had time, yeah. What have you got? Oh, that sounds good. Let me try some of these things, and sure. we can throw that out. And if it works or yeah. if it doesn't, we have an idea well the, i mean i ran and i run into this on a weekly basis when i go down to the games workshop store because it's all new players down there and they're they've literally played maybe played one game okay, okay or two you know games okay this is great i didn't realize yeah. this okay so you're playing at the gw you're not yeah. playing with your gaming group you're not playing at a local friendly gaming store no. you are doing what everybody says is impossible yeah. you they say you you can't just show up at the game store right and and have a game with someone you don't know so what do you okay, do? Okay, well, at, at this at that store, what they do is they actually they actually have comp built in. If, you, if you're going to play, they have an Age of Sigmar league there, which they okay. heartily encourage everyone who is going to play there to join. Okay, and you basically just roll on these tables and you get your units that way. So if you're playing Corn Demons, you roll on this table and you randomly generate your stuff, and those are your units. That's what you got. Really? Yeah. And it does actually, it work? It actually works because Adam has. Designed it to work, basically. I'd like to see that comp. Yeah, and it's just, do they have copies of it that you can? I think he's got. It, it's all he's just got it at the store. You know, and different stores do it differently. You know, that would be cool. It's if just you interesting. Like, of that, like, that would like, be cool. like my my army at the store is. I think it's three units of bloodletters, a unit of blood crushers, and a bloodthirster. And that's my army. Okay, and it's like nine pool choices. All right, so it's oh sorry, okay. Winds up being about. It winds up, and everyone winds up with about the same. I mean, it's close within a pool. I mean, I converted into pool choices because I was curious to see what it is. Okay, and 
everyone has around seven to nine to start with, and then every time you win a game, you roll on this table and you get these bonuses, whatever. That's just how they play it. So, I mean, I went there, you know, a couple weeks ago. It's like, here's my stuff. What do you have? And it's like, well, I rolled on the chart earlier. I look at it. I'm like, okay, I have this. And we played a game, and it was fine, you know. Cool. Yeah, I mean, it's just... Because their big thing there is like, we need scenarios and we need some kind of basis. So even at that games workshop store level, they're doing something. Right. So Well, and that's the thing. We had discussed this before and I when I talk to people about it, we kinda laugh, is that you you know, they give you these four page rule set, um and the only thing that's missing is the fact that you need a scenario to make right. this game good and they don't yeah, give you any. They don't. You know? And they don't tell you, yes, you got all this stuff, but without a scenario to balance it. um, And that's the biggest joke is if you look in any of these books that give you scenarios, they tell you ignore this, ignore the victory conditions in the four page rule set, which so I mean, the four page rule set is literally just there. Any of the victory condition stuff is there to teach you how to play the game. Right. It's not intended as a way to play the game on a regular basis. Right. Um, and you know, that, that's, I mean, dude, that took me a little while to realize it. Yeah. It took until I got a couple of books and I realized, mm-hmm. oh wait, every single one of these scenarios tells me not to use that. Right. You know, could have, you could have, you could have, <laughs> you could have thrown me a couple yeah. of scenarios when this came out yeah. and maybe give me a heads up there. Yeah, you could have let off with that. That would have probably been a good idea. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've said that before and I'll probably say it again cause I tend to repeat myself a lot, but that's, you know, that you need that. Yep. Um, but so you go and you play it. Yep. Um, you know, do you want to go out of the box scenario? What type of comp do you like? Now, you you are you are you a pool choice person? I like pool choices. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. I'm I, a big fan of the pool choices too. Um, I know some people like the SDK and like the points. I don't I I don't have a problem with the points. I know some people really like points. Um, I was talking to someone the, just the other day, and they said they just they just like the cold math of it. Just it, yeah. everything it, everything is using the same formula. Right. Yeah. Everything works out. Um, now I, it was pointed out to me, and I just didn't realize this, and I still don't know how this works. And you, 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 you can't take single units in a vacuum because it never. You can right. always find something. Yeah, like this. You, you can't. You, the SDK doesn't take synergy and combos into regard. Right now, but I mean the it, the you know points come out, but they were saying how they didn't care for the pool choices because it seemed random. And I said, you know, they really worked on this a lot, and people mm-hmm. gave back feedback, and it all seems to work, and they're like, well, no, then they disagreed because, you know, 10 Night Goblins is a pool choice. 10 Saurus is .75 now. It used to be a half, now it's .75. And they're like, how in the world when Saurus were a half a pool choice, 20 Saurus and 10 Night Goblins are the same thing? They're like, no way. 20 Saurus killed 10 Night Goblins 10 times out of 10. That's mm-hmm. not even close to the same thing. Right. And it's the same pool choice. Now they adjusted it to 0. 0.75. Okay. I'm like, so then still, even it out, 0. 0.75 and 1, it comes out to 3. So 40 Saurus and 30 Night Goblins. They're like, still not even close. How's it? I'm like, well, A, once again, you can't take them in a vague. I don't know how, if somebody knows how 10 Saurus came out to a 0. 0.75. Is that in the, is that in the latest... It's in the latest That's Clash like Comp. That's a 0.75? I didn't know they did. Clash Comp made some adjustments okay. just recently. Okay, in I fact, didn't see uh, those. 
Uh, I've only been I've been focusing on the Holy Wars GT. Well, I, Holy one. Wars I think it's been adjusted to that too because Holy I Wars. I think, is I think Steve the said they. Number. I think he said they weren't going to make adjustments. Um, I, maybe they did or didn't. Yeah, I don't I think know. I think they I locked. They were, I'm pretty sure he locked it in for. Did he? Yeah, he was, they weren't going to change it. Um, I know Clash Comp just recently made adjustments, and um, they made some pretty big adjustments. First of all, they went in with the, they went into quarter points just and, to yeah, make think, some more okay. variation. Um, points for monsters went down a bit because they were pretty high. Um, and I think the argument being that most comps don't allow you to capture objectives with monsters, yep. and that's a big thing in it. So why 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 uh, point them out in pool cost? You know, when you're already comping them out in not allowing them to be able to, to score objectives. Sure. So you don't need to double score them out. Um, so they had tried this, and it actually said at the top of the new document that they're probably going to re-update it in about a month or so. Okay. Um, but this is like the this is like the first draft of the of a sort of a new, the new way that they're trying to form it after taking a lot of feedback. So gotcha. I'm I'm interested to see where it goes. I love yeah. the fact that they're working with it. Um, my big thing with the pool choices and this and I don't want to get into a huge pool versus point debate. It, it, whatever you like, play. Yeah. that's my big thing. My thing is. Um, I know some one of the things that had been suggested and that I'd seen is, um, you know, take X amount of points in your for the point system and then say you're going to take, uh, you know, this many points and then have like a couple of sideboards, two or three different sideboards. So okay. this is your main point And then you take, you know, you have, you know, three sideboards or four sideboards and then you could pick from your sideboard depending on what your opponent has. Yeah. And I'm like, and that's cool. And it winds up being the same amount of points. Yeah. You know, you're still taking. You know, you got. You're using two thirds of the army, and the other third you're leaving behind. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I like about the pool choice is, I think it's far more fluid, because instead of saying, okay, well, you've got your whole army there in front of you, and you and you can take anything at any time, right. as opposed to saying. This is my core of my army, which is always static, yep. and then I'm picking from three or four static pool uh, sideboards A, B, C, and yeah. D. Yeah. Um, I've just got this whole darn thing, and it might never be the same thing twice. You know, it, even that main core doesn't have to be the sure. same. Yeah. Um, plus, there's that whole. I just, I really kind of come to enjoy the idea of kind of putting stuff out and seeing what your opponent puts out and then looking at what's at your table and being like, okay, I'll go with this now. I'll yeah. go with that now. Um, I know there's all kinds of gamesmanship stuff with that. It's like, I know some people like to store their armies under the table when you, when you go to games or, or people put their armies on the table. I was like, what, what's what, the etiquette? What's there's the a- etiquette here? If you're, if you're, if, if I'm putting a unit out and your army's under the table and I don't know what's on your tray, I mean, is that a thing for a tournament, or is it going to be written in the compact? All armies must be put on top of the table you know for what? both it, players to look at. Eventually, before the game it might starts. be. It might be eventually. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, we. I don't know what the etiquette is on that. Now yeah. that you can kind of pick whatever you've got. Well, what do they have? Yeah. They might pull this. They right. might pull that. I, I would. I would probably lean to i would just probably put mine out on the table oh yeah i mean it's just easier yeah it's just easy and <laughs> although with crowded tables i don't i don't know well even if i put it to the side i wouldn't hide it like right. i wouldn't try to hide right. it from my opponent right. i wouldn't try to stop yeah. him from seeing I guess it you could, i guess you could exchange lists right exactly i mean unless you both decide hey we're both hiding it <laughs> right i mean but that then as long as you're both doing the same thing. Yeah. If I put mine on the table and you come across and put yours under the table yeah. and you don't let me see it, right. I'm going to get salty <laughs> then. 
just because it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. You, know, you didn't have to let me see yours. Yeah. Okay, well. I guess we don't know because not many people have played too many Age of Sigmar tournaments. Right. I mean, there's been a, I suppose there's been a couple, but. Well, and that's just, it's kind of interesting to see where that etiquette goes, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, but I just, I love the, personally, I love the pool choices. Yeah. I love that whole sort of game within the game and that fluid thing mm-hmm. because now it allows you to build that list where I think I think the cool thing about it is it helps you to avoid the rock, paper, scissors type thing where yeah. it's like, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Now I got no ch-. you know you, you, you walk up to the table, you look across your opponent, you're like, okay, why don't we just go get a beer instead? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, there's different ways to do it. If you, I mean, if you're playing like a Throne of Skulls environment where it's favorite game votes and you know your army is is pretty rough and the guy you're playing with might be a new player and you're like I'm going to tone down my army for yeah. this guy and we're just going to do this cuz I'm going for or, if, if you, you know, have a well-rounded if you have a well-rounded 30 pool choices yeah. or like it well have you seen the South Coast GT one? I haven't looked at it yet. Their pool choices the numbers are are, are much higher. Okay. Um but it gives them a little more flexibility in the numbers so you're bringing 100 you're bringing 150 and playing 100. Oh wow. So it's still about the same okay. size of models, but that 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 allows for you to get a a, a more subtle differentiation in ranges. So okay, where where before something you know the difference. Well, this is worth one, and this is worth one and a half, mm. and it's really should be you know now the differences are, are greater. Okay, um, that 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 compact is something worth talking about. We may have to talk about that next episode. Yeah. I, I I like a lot of what they did mm. with that pack. That pack is really well put together. But so you pick your comp, you pick your style, you're yep. going to play, you pick your force, you get ready, and um, now it's time to put your army on the table. Yeah, and actually start playing the game. Yeah. Um, so deployment. Yeah, it's a, that's a big deal. It's a huge deal. And it's... Because it's, <laughs> it matters what units get put next to each other. Yes, you're, you, you, you have their, your bubbles of influence, mm-hmm. which wasn't any different for me because I was playing I've been playing VC for the past three years yeah. and I had bubbles of influence just just in order to make my army right. move across the table right and then the, the concept of a bubble is not foreign to anybody who's played 8th edition you know you got your 12 inch yeah you got banner, your general you got bubble, your, your general you right. know I mean, it's not a foreign concept it's just there's a lot more bubbles to keep track <laughs> exactly. of in this because every unit has a bubble that's got a 3 inch bubble you know there's so many different abilities on these war scrolls to keep track of. Exactly. I mean, there's eight inch bubbles. There's three inch ones. There's, I mean, there's stuff in you know the corn scrolls that you know if this unit is within six inches of this, it could pile in eight inches, and it's like, geez, that's where you're gonna place it? Where right. you're gonna move it? Where you're gonna make sure this guy's in range? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's a ton of stuff to keep track of, and it matters what gets put next to what. So, I mean. As fluid as the game seems, and as loosey goosey as it seems, it's really not. Because if you're if you're out of range by a quarter of an inch, and that makes a difference. If your blood letters have one attack or three, yeah, you know, I mean, depending on what's trying to buff them, you know. Yeah, we uh, totally misread the scrolls last time we played, and the two characters we they actually had flipped them and put them with the opposite units yeah. that they needed to be with. Yeah. So each of their special abilities affected nothing. Yeah. And it was like, oh, now they had to spend two turns running across the board to right. the other sides to get their abilities to work, and that was two turns of, yeah. of wasted time yep. just because of a simple mistake. Yeah, I mean, that was my example earlier. I mean, you've got your, you know, your 
your blood letters within so many inches of the Wrathmongers, which are within so many inches of the Bloodscraters banner, which are fighting an enemy within six inches of the Hellstriders to debuff that unit. Mm-hmm. You stack all that stuff together. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, oh, and, and if you if you're if you're using um, what are the really crappy uh, general guys? The um, in in which in the the corn blood bounds. Oh, the the, the, the reavers or whatever. Yeah, the blood reavers. Yeah. and don't forget if you're using them too, or actually. Yeah, I think if I think it's just them. I don't know if it's just them or if it's any unit. Um, you got some of the different war scrolls where if if a if a unit dies near oh, yeah. within range, that's another attack. Yeah. So that's where you just throw some little crappy little scrap unit out there that you know is going to die just yep. to get that extra bonus in there. Yep. So you're literally killing your own guys just to get the blood flowing so that corn yeah, will be happy. Get absolutely. another attack. Yep. Um. So yeah. So the so even just deployment is just big for. This kind of stuff. I mean, just—you've still got to keep your flanks covered. You've still got to keep things going. It's not. Yeah, I mean, you can. I mean, you you can determine where your enemy goes based on your bubbles of influence. Yep. I mean, you've got every unit's got that three-inch bubble. You know, you put that crummy unit of skeletons out there. It's gonna project that bubble, and if you, if there's somewhere where your enemy wants to go, and it's, they got to stay out of that range, or else they're gonna get bogged down in fighting. 40 skeletons forever. Right. If there's an objective that's on the other side of those skeletons that they need to get to that I have to go around or they're going to try to hack their way through all those skeletons, it's not easy when there's, you know, necromancers and vampires all over the place. And I mean, y- you have to watch that. Exactly. So you're getting your army and you got it set up now and you've decided where you're going to deploy and you've got all your s- little spheres of influences connected. Yep. You got all your models down. It's looking like fun. Um, doesn't look too wildly different than the previous edition. They're not on trays, but they're still sort of grouped together in well, their little I, units well, and they're could, in their uh, positions. Well, the, you, you can deploy your guys in such different ways now. You don't have to put them, if you have 10 warriors, you don't have to put them five by two. Oh, no. You can put them in a wedge form. And the wedge formation is actually extremely advantageous where you have like one guy out in front and you sort of. Make a, a, a V behind yeah. him because that messes with people's um, the way they interact with that unit because that front guy is going to project his bubble out. And if you get close to him, you're going to have to fight him first. You have to pile in those three inches. Not all those guys are going to get close enough. Now you've got all the guys in your wedge. They can all pile in. So you're actually going to get more of your guys in if you do that, you know, some of those formations when you take charges. I mean, it's... I mean, there's so much crazy stuff to think about like that. Yeah, people talked about that in the beginning, about yeah. making weird shapes, coming yeah. in a, in a box, yeah. like a square shape. or a yeah. People go, well, that's kind of gamey. And it's like, well, yeah, but I mean, coming in with that, like you said, a wedge and stuff like that, that's, yeah. not, that's not too terribly different from lance formations and no. things like that. And it works completely. So you've got your little setups, and they're in there, all their spots, and they're moving around. Yep. And... Uh, so, I mean, then you start fighting. Yeah. Well, and I, I've always got to remember that's the one thing I, as as I've detached myself from the from the old rule set, yeah. is still remembering what happens. Like, because, you know, like making sure you use your command abilities oh, yeah. and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Pardon me. Making sure that you're not skipping anything's in your order. Right. Um, and then, you you know, during your movement, you know, you're moving around, you're getting prepared. You're, you're you're lining up to get in range for your charge. Um, then you go and you do your charge, and now you start piling in. 
man, your pile in yeah. is is you gotta be careful. You do. I've screwed up the pile in enough times where I start piling in and my guys are bulking up and suddenly I'm getting attacked from the side from guys I had no intention of yep. ever fighting. Right. Because I wasn't paying attention. Yep. And that there's and there's tons of tactics and and setups involved with that. I mean you can you can just pull things out of position, especially with your you know, crummy units and get them in range of your hitty units just by making people pile into you. It's like, well, you know, I didn't mean to get within three inches. Like, well, I mean, you s- I, I set that up on purpose so that you, that would happen. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's a, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a big deal. I charged unit A. I piled in, and yeah. as I piled in, the guys in the back who couldn't reach still piled in right. and started clumping up enough to make sure that these guys who you didn't feel like having attack are right. now two and three quarter inches away. Bring right. it. Yep. And yep. now you're going to get these guys are going to get smacked. They didn't even want to be in the combat. Right. Yep. Um, I mean, I guess before you even start going playing the game is the initiative roll, which is big. I mean, it's just a new wrinkle in the game, and a lot of people hate it. You know, we roll for initiative at the beginning of every turn. Yeah, I haven't even brought that up. That's on my list I mean, a little I mean, bit I mean, down there. I mean, that's well, it's the very first thing you do in the game. <laughs> you know, and you're right. I should have brought it. And that, I swear, okay, and that, I haven't done it. That is the biggest tactic you need to master, and yeah. I haven't. I haven't got it all it, figured it, out yet. I, 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 it, it, it still bites me. It's just like, crap, why did I, you know, why did, why did I, Go first is my first. It's something I always say. It's like, why did I do that? Because you almost never want to go first in this game. It depends. If you got a lot of shooting, you may want to go first. A lot of the shooting in this game is not real far. If it's not real, it's not real. Right. I mean, if you got cannons, sure, because they have like a thirty-inch range. Right. You know, sure. Um, I, I, I think I play with the mindset that you should. You're going second I every off- turn. Just play with that in your head, and then it plays more like it used to. I mean, I always just assume that the other the enemy is going to go before I am. Yeah. And if you assume that, then you hopefully you're not going to get caught out ever. I've chosen to go second, I'd say, probably about yep. 80% of my games. Yep. I mean, you don't always want to, but it's, yeah, I mean... It's like I said. It's this, and it's it's the tactic that is the hardest one to master is yeah. the concept of the double turn. Yeah, and you hear it all the time yeah. on different podcasts. Man, and I'm playing, and a guy got a double turn yeah. at the end of the second turn. He got to go first in the third turn, and the game was over. Yeah, I mean that happened to me. I mean, I, one of the couple first games I played, I made the grand mistake in the first turn of moving up five inches, and I was playing <laughs> against an empire player, and he moved up. Uh, you know, moved up, charged, got into some combats, and then he went again and got the double turn. And I was just, all my guys were dead. I'm like, wow, that was crazy. All I did was move up five inches. What the heck? And it's 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 a difficult thing to to protect because to make sure that someone, I mean, you can't keep them out of range completely for two turns because right. then you're never you're then you're not in enough range to do anything either. Yeah. Well, that's when it comes in. You have to you have to have the right army on the table. Right, you know, you have to have a balanced list that's going to be able to do stuff in all phases of the game. If you're, if you, and, and I think in that game I was just playing what I had, which was, you know, I was just playing all corn. I had two skull cannons, but they can only do so much. So if I was playing an actual balanced list, I would have had a little bit more shooting, you know, that kind of thing. Um, 
So, I mean, I, I always just assume that I'm going second. And then if I do get the double turn, I get lucky to get it, you still need to be in a position where you can take advantage of it. Right. So, I mean, and that's... <sighs> I, I, I don't have that skill down yet. Yeah, I work it's, on it's, it. It's I tricky. look at it. I try to plan it. Yeah. Here, I, the only thing that I know is if I'm going first, I try never to commit myself so heavily that I leave myself so open. I, I always ask myself, okay. If I, I get the double turn against me, what's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. I know I'm open and that on his turn, he's going to get a shot against me and I can weather it. Can I weather it twice? Right. And that's where you start asking yourself, do you have to play a little more cautious? Is there Are there screens? you got to have little screen units yep. to keep those guys off your back. Even if it's just that one turn, there's no overrun. No. And because there's no overrun, that little screen unit of five crappy whatevers, your cheapest whatever that junkiest right. unit in yeah, your army is. you still need line of sight in this game. Right. That crappiest line of whatever in between you and the thing you don't want attacked. Right. If they have to attack that first, you right. your your their double turn has just been stopped. And there's it's little tactics like that, yep. but you've got to make sure that you've done it. And 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 setting yourself up if you get the double turn, how can you maximize you, you, it? You have to maximize it. Yeah. I I think the easiest way to maximize it is with shooting. Because it's just a you put your guys within range, you shoot, and, oh, it's my turn again. Well, I'm just going to shoot you again. I mean, right. it's, it's not a grand strategy, but <laughs> it sure is effective. But it, it, but you have to strike that balance because yeah. what comes up is, okay, if I throw myself all in hoping I get the second turn and I don't get it. Yeah, which is a valid tactic if you're if you're reaching for straws at the end of the game, you know, it's like turn four. It's like, oh, my God, I got to get over there to that objective or I'm going to lose this game. So, you know what? I have to bank for the double turn. Well, exactly. Then you're I betting mean, heavy to win heavy. Yeah, and, and sometimes you have to do that, and that's what makes the game interesting. It's a little bit of drama in the game, which is... That's which the is, narrative. You're then, pushing right. forward. It's... Well, it's like it, well, it's like in Infinity when you when you go and you start putting the um, you keep putting the same command, you keep spending commands on the one guy yeah. over and over again. Yeah, just watching that guy push through <laughs> everything, you know. Yeah, and it's the same thing. You're banking on that double turn or you're wishing, but it's it is it is so hard to get that to work. Yes, and I I still screw it up. Yeah. And if you screw it up and it turns on yeah, you and it and it'll turn a game on you. It'll oh, yeah. turn a game on you easily. Yep. And 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 it, it'll sour people to the game. It is something. I mean, you hear people saying they want to, you know, oh, don't, but no, most, no, no but, double turns. I've had people say to me, yeah. okay, no double turns, yeah. right? No double turns. But you know what? That, that that's what makes the game Age of Sigmar, in my opinion. If you take out the double turn, it's a, it's not the same game anymore. You just change the concept completely from what they were trying to do with this game. It's a risk. It is. It's it's, it's a game where yeah. it, things will switch. Um, it's it's it it's almost it's the pendulum that that the magic phase used to be. Yeah. There the magic phase doesn't have that pendulum anymore, yeah. but this one die roll and I don't want the whole game to be right. to switch on but a you, die roll. Well, you But know, you know what? You have to you have to take that into account when you play this game. Exactly. And then don't have, let it. Yeah, don't <laughs> no. don't let it take that much effect. If you're worried about that Empire Cavalry line getting to you, screen your units two, for two turns. You know what? Don't move up. Yep. Just sit on your table edge and let him take a double turn if he gets lucky enough to get it. 
and make sure your army is balanced enough that it can, you know, either screen or eliminate some of that cavalry before it gets to you. I mean, you just, but you also can't be so timid that you sit in the back the whole game because right. you'll lose that way too. Yeah, you can't, you can't win the game if you don't engage at some point. Right, which is where you need those little units to be to yes. uh, to 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 take the brunt, and that that's that's been my tactic: is yeah. little units, the smallest units you could find, sure. something in the way. You're, you're no longer running them up an inch away and putting them at an angle to divert them. Right. So that they don't overrun any. Right. Well, you're putting you're, yeah, you're putting them in the way so that if they charge, they have to hit this first. Yep. That'll take one of the two turns. Exactly. And it's the thing. And if they don't get the second turn, they're sitting there right. five inches away from you. Yes. And say, oh, okay, now I can now move I can, up yeah. one inch and now I can charge you. Right. So you're now they've got to make that decision. Yeah. Do you want to charge this thing right. and and leave yourself open? Well, I mean, you've got to put that, that. That's where that unit of you know thirty skeletons comes into play. You just push that up there. It's like okay, cavalry, go ahead and charge that. <laughs> you get stuck into that. And, you know, I'm gonna get a turn in there somewhere. Yeah, I'm gonna raise a bunch of them back. Whatever, and I'm gonna capitalize on you being stuck there because you probably don't want to fight all those skeletons, but they're in your way. So. That or go around them, which yeah, is fine. Right. Then it takes you an extra turn to go and around the, them. And if you're the the vampire counts player who who's running only a unit of ten skeletons, because I think that's the worst rule. Yep, they're gonna die. So you have and that's fine. If but, I'm using them as just a road, if I'm using them as a speed bump, that's that's what they're there for. Right. But if you're if you're trying to actually hold somebody with that unit, they're not gonna do that. So you no. have to design the units to fulfill the roles that you need in the game. Like in my in my example, those first couple games, I was only running units of ten bloodletters. Right. And you know what? Ten bloodletters can't do anything. I mean, they can, but they're gonna get they get stomped by, you know, when a unit of Empire Inner Circle Knights runs into them. They just die. Right. So if you're really wanting to run that, run thirty bloodletters. <laughs> thirty bloodletters is a is a lot different prospect and right but they get special rules at 20 more than 20 blood letters get special rules mm -hmm. oh that's true you know you put them in range of a of a herald of corn they get all, another rule i mean oh no there's i mean zombies are my favorite example yeah. 30 or 40 zombies and a corpse cart yeah and they're hitting on twos wounded on threes yeah i mean they're brutal but this is another one that the pool it's 10 for 0.75 two units of 10 is a pool choice and a half yep I'm willing to take a pool choice and a half of my 30 mm -hmm. just to throw 10 there. It's small. It's not too big in the way. Sure. It, I can keep it more than three inches away, so you're not going to pile into me later. And that's the thing that's just going to keep you away for a turn. I know it's going to disintegrate. Right. I don't want it there necessarily. It's, it's its job isn't to hold you up for two, three turns. That, right. It's not a tar pit. Well, it can also take an objective. Yeah, it can grab an objective if it lives, and if not, I throw it somewhere. Just it's it's just a thing that says you're not double turn, you're not hitting me and yes. double turning yeah, me. This is the thing that's yeah. just going to stand away. Say yeah. this will be your first turn. You can take your point seven five points. Right, you're trying to go around the corner of my army. Well, you have to deal with this unit of ten zombies first, and and you'll get through it. And yeah. I know you'll get through it. Right, but, but I'll the stuff you want to get is now gone. Yeah, right. it's either and yeah. it's either gone or if you if you like I said if you get that double turn. You're only getting into it for the one turn, right. and then I'm and then I'm going to get my chance to do what I need to do. Right. So there, there's there's definitely a use for those tiny units that don't yeah, sure. don't seem to have that that can't hold anybody yep. off because I mean, that's, the only job is to slow them down. Right. I mean that brings you right into the the fighting is like how the order in which you do your fights 
is how many is, times is, did you forget oh, in the beginning that you didn't have to just fight the unit that just all fought the time, you all the time i've lost games because <laughs> of that yeah because the yeah. combat I knew I needed to fight was over there, but you just attacked me in army and on unit A, yes. and so I just said okay, and then I picked up my dice and fought back and went. After I did all the, I went oh crap! I right. was supposed to fight over there first. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I've I've done that. I did that a lot at the beginning, and 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 then just silly stuff like all right, I'm gonna fight with this unit of bloodletters first. Okay, you you go ahead. Now I'm gonna fight against your bloodthirster. Oh man, he gets worse the more wounds he takes. Yeah, he just did. I just took six wounds off him. Oh crap! I should. We definitely should have fought with the bloodthirster first when he's at full strength mm -hmm. and just wails on people. Well, I it, who is it? Sila Anfengrim. I was playing against with Luke. Yeah, dude, Sila gets better <laughs> when he takes wounds. So he just didn't attack with him at first, <laughs> right? Because he's like, okay, because he's hard to kill. Yeah. And so if you wound him, he's just going to beat you worse. So right. he made sure to attack with other stuff first. And yeah. let me, he's like, go ahead and try to take him out. Yeah. Because if you wound him, yeah. he's worse. You but either you know, kill him but, right away or he's going to pound on you. But you know where he's coming from, though? He doesn't have any of that baggage from the old games, from 8th right. edition. So he's he just stopped, like. He stopped playing about six months into 8th yeah, edition. Yeah, so he's just like, he's looking at these rules like they're just, oh, I understand this. Because he doesn't have all that Yep. Stuff behind him, so this is this isn't new to somebody like that. It's like, oh, okay, I understand that. That's a that's a probably that's a common mechanic in other games. Yeah, it was you hysterical know. watching him do that because I was like, wait, what is he doing yeah. now? He's like, yeah, now he got two d six attacks. <laughs> Plus, you did that. I did. Wait, what? <laughs> Plus, he gets an extra attack for every wound you did. He gets a what? Yeah, uh, it was so brutal. It was so funny though. Um. Yeah, so I mean, I think that we that's been Picking covered. the order, yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. it's been covered a lot in other you know shows. Sure, and I think on this show before, I like how important that is. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I've yeah, I've lost, I've had entire just entire plans go yeah. to hell, yeah, because I attacked a gorger. No, sure, I was playing Grant, and he attacked my like spirit host with his gorger, <laughs> and I attacked back, and then I left my stupid. Uh, the one time I had blood knights on the table. Oh right! Against his his ogres, oh, and I'm yeah. like, I should have attacked them first, and yeah. I didn't. And then he attacked, and you to know, and then they do the two wounds, and the the blood knights have two wounds apiece. Right. Well, he did all these attacks. I blocked just enough. He did five. They, they just do five wounds, and they yeah. all doubled. Yeah. So I just took all <laughs> five took off the, the table. Oh, Never got to attack with them. I was like, I am the dumbest player <laughs> in this room at the moment. Oh man! So that brings us handily to sort of wound allocation. Yes. So <laughs> we were talking about this earlier, and there's there's some verbiage in the rules on wound allocation. This comes into play when you're playing against or with or against models with multiple wounds, like skull crushers, who have I believe they have five wounds. I believe you're right. A skull crusher has five wounds, or uh. I think a, a blood crusher has blood crusher has four, but anyway, so say you're fighting around a combat against let's, let's go skull crushers versus let's just go blood letters. That's what I'm familiar with. Blood letters go into the skull crushers. They're fighting three skull crushers against ten blood letters. Whatever. You want to you want to read the rule real quick? Now I know some people sure. are going to hear this and they're going to disagree with you. Okay, uh, you kind of sold me on this. Yeah. So and because inflicting I, damage. 
After all the attacks made by unit have been carried out, the player commanding the target unit allocates any wounds that are inflicted to models from the unit as they see fit. Uh, then it says the models do not have to be within range or visible to an attacking unit. When inflicting damage, if you allocate a wound to a model, you must keep on allocating wounds to that model until either it is slain or no more wounds remain to be allocated. Okay, next paragraph. Once the number of wounds suffered by a model during the battle, because it's wounds, characteristics, model is slain. Great. Okay, so what this is saying is that if you do three wounds to a skull crusher, you allocate those to a unit of skull crushers, you allocate those three wounds to one of the skull crusher models. Right. Skull crushers turn around, do a couple wounds to the blood letters. Great. Take off two models. Next round of yeah, combat. So, yeah, yeah, so all the combats are done. If it's a multiple combat thing, yep. uh, the next unit that attacks the skull crushers in that same round of combat, you keep allocating to Wound the same to single skull crusher model until yeah. you do five wounds to it, and then it dies. Now that now, but now this round of combat's over. over. We all take our battle shock tests. Yeah. All the stuff we do. Next round. Next happens. round happens. Blood letter. The the blood letter player wins initiative. Okay. I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna pick the blood letters to go against the skull crushers. Great. I do three wounds to the skull crushers. Okay. Fantastic. Now I, you go to inflicting damage again. We go through the same process. After all attacks have been made, the player commanding it allocates any wound instead of inflicted. As to any unit as they see, see fit. fit. To models from the unit as they see fit. All right, I'm going to pick this other skull crusher. Put the three wounds on him. Now I have two skull crushers with three wounds on each one. One's still got five. Yeah, because when inflicting damage, then you allocate. And uh, now at first I read this, but wait, but you have to allocate wounds to the model you all. But that's not what it says. Not and as you says. pointed out. Yeah, and you're playing over the GW store, and that's the way that that's, they've been playing that's the it. Way they, that's the way we play and it. And you're, they're basically what what you've been saying is that, and that's what they were saying in the stores. That's a hangover from eighth. It's it doesn't eighth. say you keep putting it on the model until the model's dead. Y you do if you're in the same in the same round. round. And at the end of the round, yep. until it's slain or no more wounds remain to be allocated. Once there's no more wounds allocated. You start the new round, this this whole thing starts over again, and you start at the beginning of the rule, which yep. is put it where you see fit. Yep. So what will happen eventually is that each skull crusher will end up taking three wounds or something, and then one round you're going to kill like all three skull crushers because you do six wounds or something. You, right. You'll just knock this all the wounds off. This guy's got three, this guy's got yeah, four, yeah, the other guy's got a couple. Yeah, you'll end up just knocking the rest of the wounds off. So I think that has an effect of making these multi-wound units a lot more powerful than maybe we thought they were. I I don't. I mean, it goes both ways. Obviously, lots of armies have models with multiple wounds. I mean, skull crushers just being the example because they have five, and that's you know, blood mm -hmm. crushers have four. I mean, I'm sure all, there's a lot of you know the units in the of, or I mean, demigriff knights. I'm sure have a, a, a quite a few. I, right. I, I was I was surprised by this when I first ran into it, but it, it doesn't help big monsters because those no. are single model right. units because right. there's nowhere else to put them. Right, and it doesn't help heroes because same concept. Single model unit. Yeah, if right. you're attacking, you know, if you're attacking, you know, Skull Taker, he's got five wounds. Like, I'm attacking. I'm still attacking Skull Taker. He dies. You know, you don't out. You can't switch wounds. You can't carry his wounds onto somebody else because you just actively attack that model. Right. But if you're attacking. I, yeah, I mean plague drones. Yeah, plague drones. Yeah, they're another unit that would 
benefit from this. Those uh, archives from vampire accounts would benefit from this. I mean, all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. And that's just, and at first I was like, no, you've got to be wrong because it says you allocate. But then, as you pointed out, until that end, until there's no more wounds to be allocated. Right. Once that's done, the reading's done. You don't start in the middle of the rule. You start back at the beginning of the rule. And yep. You start allocating. As you see, and that's the thing that gets me in that in that paragraph. It says, as you see fit, is is, is the actual word. You put of it where it doesn't have to be there. It doesn't no. have to be visible. It doesn't have to be near. It could nope. be any model you want. Yep. And, and once you start allocating to it, you keep adding on till it's until dead, it's dead, or there's no more wounds to be allocated. Right. And that's just it. Or there's no more. It's not till it's dead. Right. Period. Right. Or there's no more wounds to be allocated. Right. Now that's done. We stop. Yep. You can pick whatever you want. And it, I, I kind of think you, you've convinced me. <laughs> you know, because it's like I said, it's it's another hangover. I think it's an eighth edition hangover, and it's also a forty k rule, where a lot of Age of Sigmar players are coming from right now. Mm-hmm. So I mean. I don't know. I think it makes it pretty tough, and especially for some of this chaos stuff that's in this book, because with all the bonuses that order models get, right? You do this, and if it's chaos, it's double. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, that this actually helps out quite a bit yeah. to, to to go a bit of a way that if if it lasts till the end of the round, yeah, you can spread them out. You can spread it out. Now, of course, once again, multiple unit combats, right? That's all in the same phase in that yes. same turn. Yep. That yeah, I mean, if, you, if you've got yeah, I mean, if you've got two units fighting those skull crushers, the first unit attacks, you unit allocate attacks, three. Second unit attacks, attacks you yeah, have to keep allocating where those three went because yes. that's still the same round. Yep. But once you're done with that round, and then and you guys take your are, battle shocks yep. and all that, then it's a new round. You put it where you see fit. Yep. So we got a new rule that's clarified. I up think here, so. Is, yeah. I did, and I never, I never thought about that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, a, I mean, I think it's that's part of tactics is how you allocate your wounds. I, I would have to agree, and so, and now another thing is not only how you allocate your wounds, but it says you can put them on any models. Yeah, they don't have to be visible. They don't have to be, so it could be anywhere in the unit, no <laughs> yeah. matter where they are, which is a big deal because who you pull off and yeah. where you pull them off. Right. So you don't pull models off from the front so you could you could theoretically knock people out of range for their attacks if you pulled if stuff off you're, you're attacking me and you have two units attacking me unit yeah. a attacks unit b's over here i don't really feel like letting unit b attack me right if you do enough wounds i can start pulling models away from where unit b is now granted he's got a three inch pile in, yeah but if i lose enough models where yeah. i'm more than three inches away Right. He's out. Yeah. I mean, if you're fighting, if you've got like a giant unit of, I mean, I could see this happening with like the, the guy, like the Blood Reaver guys, you know, these giant droves and you've got a ton of them. Right. And they're fighting something with a lot of attacks to their front and there's somebody off to the to their rear. I mean, you could conceivably pull off 20 models in one round. And that's not out of the question. That's a huge gap on the battlefield. Right. And, and that would totally leave that unit behind them just out on the cold. They move up three inches. They're still not in range of their weapons. Oh, no, Exactly. I, mean, I agree with you 100, percent and th- and that's one way to 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 save a, a model from combat yeah. uh, is to is to allocate wounds and pull models away from the unit that's close that you know that hasn't attacked yet. Yep, and and just get it out of combat. Do you, <laughs> the battle has moved away from them, yeah, and they they can't get into combat. Yeah, 
Um, you know what? It's We've been going. These have been long segments, and we need to take another <laughs> okay. break. Let's take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we're going to keep right back on this because the removing models has a lot more to do than just getting guys out of combat. There's a lot more we can do with it, and we'll talk about that when we come back. Yep. Unique Gifts and Games in Grays Lake, Illinois is the one-stop shop for all your gaming needs. They carry anything your favorite gamer may want. Board games, collectible card games, miniature-based games, and all your hobby gaming supplies are there, as well as books, charms, incense, crystals, and other unique gifts. UGG has it all. Come into the store and ask about their frequent buyers program, or check out their gaming and events calendars in-store or online. From Tuesday night War Machine and Thursday Board Game Night to Friday Night Magic, there's always something going on at Unique Gifts and Games in Gray's Lake. Check them out on the web at uniquegg.com. We are back. Hello. Okay, so we're pulling models off the table. Yep. Um, so not just uh, not just to uh, get a guy away from us. Let's say uh, we got a multiple combat, and you've got a a group of big bads, and um, I've got a particularly vulnerable unit. Maybe a unit has uh, taken a beating already, and mm-hmm. there's a, a, only a few left, or they're starting to get hurt. Yep. Um. I could conceivably, um, with the way things are lined up, I don't want you getting over near them, and you're not right next to them yet, but those are the guys you want to get to because you want to wipe out that unit and get the points, but you're already engaged over here. I can start pulling a couple of models from them. I can pull and maybe make it so I'm an inch or two away. Okay. From, you know, you charged in, we're right up against each other. Yep. Now I'm allocating wounds, and I start pulling so I'm an inch or two away. Right. Or I only leave one model within that inch or two, and then I start angling the rest of them off a little farther. Yep. Just enough so you have to pile in. Yep. And when you do start to pile in, you're not only piling in, but you're piling in at an odd angle so that they're all starting to move in, and suddenly I'm dragging you away from your objective. You are trying to go left. Yep. But you were caught in a combat, and as I'm pulling them off, I'm not only dragging you up, but I'm dragging you up into the right, right. giving them a better chance this to is, escape. This is even more useful against single models, like big beat stick models, like Manfred or something on like an Abyssal Terror or something like that. He's like fighting like some, you know, crappy unit that's in his way, like skeletons or something and whatever. Mm-hmm. You can you can just start taking models off like that he's in combat with, and you he has to keep piling in, so he has to keep moving into your yeah big mob of stuff. You just pull him out of the way, and you can get him right out of where he wants to go, what he wants to do, and it, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff you can do with that. Yeah, you, you basically just put a unit out there. It's like a decoy unit. You stick it into him. And he has to either keep fighting it until it wi- he wipes out, or he has to retreat. retreat. And if he retreats, I mean, he just wastes a whole turn just 
basically doing nothing, which is a great win for you, probably. Yeah, because I mean, if yeah, once you retreat, you're not you're not charging the next no. turn, you're not shooting the next turn, so you're basically re- reforming, you're regrouping, you're getting right. your bearings, however you want to call it, cinematically, yep. if you're trying to picture it in your head. Yep. But what you're not doing is engaging me in a fight, right? And that's a win for me again. I'm taking yeah. I'm, I'm taking you out of this of the of the situation, right? So if you're if you're one of these people who's playing these big monsters, like I play a bloodthirster. I've played one in every single game I've played. It, it, it happens to him all the time. <laughs> he gets stuck into combat with beastmen, you know, you know, handgunners. I mean, just whatever. Right. <laughs> you know, people just go and see him. He's like, oh, man, I'm going to charge that thing. I always wondered why people would do it. It's like, because if he's doing that, he's not killing, you know, the knights or the steam tank or whatever the right. stuff he's supposed to kill with his D3 wounds axe. He's fighting one wound guys, and it doesn't matter how many wounds he does. I mean, he kills one at a time. And your natural compulsion is to pull just the guys on the outside of that pile, just because yeah. they're the easiest to grab. Yep. Start pulling the guys yep. next to him. Yep. And forcing and forcing him that to move move and in that, the direction you, know what? you want him to. And that takes that that I've had him be pulled away from Festus before, and Festus is like, "Hey, I'm supposed to be healing you with this thing, and now you're too far away. God dang it." <laughs> oh yeah! See there, yeah. You're you're pulling him out of their bubbles. Yeah, he's get he gets pulled out of his bubble, which is key for all these corn things. Like now, I'm not within my blood secretor banner anymore. Now I'm too far away from the wrathmongers. God dang it! Because you pulled models away from me, and now I have to keep moving up. And you know, it's 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 a tact I've had used against me, and I've done it before. You know, with blood letters against you know. I think I was fighting a, a uh, what was it, a, a mortis engine, you mm-hmm. know? I just pulled that thing away from the vampire, and now the vampire's out of range, and now it can't, you know, he can't buff it anymore or whatever, you know? Exactly. Yep. Um, another tactic, um, if you're stuck into a multi-unit multi, multi uh, combat, again, you've got multiple units in the combat, um, you, one of your units is taking kind of a beating, and maybe you you know you can't retreat right away or you're kind of stuck once again start pulling the models that are in base contact with your enemy unit yeah uh that are also that you've got your other unit right next you know your two units are right next to each other start pulling those ones out uh that are that are adjacent to both your friendly unit and your enemy unit so that when your next your other friendly unit piles in they go in and fill oh, in that yeah. gap yeah so as they're filling in the gap, they are screening you. Yeah. So you can start pulling out in a way to do that. If you can do it successfully, mm-hmm. you can literally pile them in to where you are no longer in base-to-base with any of the enemy models, yep. um, which will allow you either, A, to retreat if you've been hurt that bad. Yep. I mean, retreating... It's not bad, because if you think about it, if you're doing it with a fast unit, and Age of Sigmar is now a lot of objective-based stuff, you can retreat, like if say you know near the end of the game, and then you've got a full move with a unit that moves. Maybe it's something really fast that can move twelve inches plus a run. That might conceivably get them to claim an objective at the end of the game that you wouldn't normally otherwise be able to get because you'd be just locked in combat forever. You know, right. I mean, 
Well, and that brings us to another thing. I think. Do you have any other idea, any ways for wound removal? That that I mean, have any other examples of ways that you can use? I mean, there's there's probably others we're missing. I'm sure I'm there just, is. But uh, the retreat. Yeah. Talk about a great tactic. Something you could never do. I yeah. Mean, I mean, you know. Yeah. Strategic retreats was is on my list. You yeah. Know? So what do you? How? Okay. So okay. there are certain units in the game where it's actually good to retreat. There are things that if you move over stuff, you do damage to them. Hex rates. Right. If hex rays move over something, they're retreating. Okay. They're moving right through, right you, through and you and over you. They're doing damage to you. Screamers of Zinch, same thing. Might as well retreat. Might yeah. as well. They can't attack, but that's that's they moved over you. That's yeah. part of their ability. I, yeah. I, I I yeah. I mean uh I mean well, like I, you that, said, the the retreat in order to grab a uh Yeah, just uh, or, I mean you might have just been outplayed. Yeah, and now your yeah you know, your big monster is just stuck in a combat. He doesn't want to be in. You don't want him to be there, and you just have to suck it up and retreat with your monster. I mean, and, you just have to do it. And he's a three pool choice monster. Yeah, do you want to give up? Yeah, do you want to give up three pool choice? Because you know that's that's one of the uh, you know one of the uh, things that is going to determine how many points you get in, in the tournament points. Yep. You know, one point to whoever you know kills the most pool choices. Mm-hmm. Well, this guy's down to two wounds. Do I give up the pool choices or do I retreat? Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm no longer committed to fighting until someone breaks and runs away. Right. I can just say no. I'm leaving. Yeah. I'm out, and I'm going to try to escape. Yeah. It's 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 a completely viable tactic. Yeah. And, you know. I mean, I played games with the Bloodthirster before, where he's just he's fighting. He's just fighting like he was fighting Blizzard Man. He's fighting Source Warriors, and he's just hacking into them and he's killing them, but he's the objective, he the stuff he wanted to kill mm-hmm. was on the other side of the battlefield. <laughs> There's a Bastilladon sitting over there, just torching my units. I mean, he's taking down a, he's taking down a skull cannon in one shot. He's taking down just all my stuff. So like, you know, I I need to take care of that thing, and it's not going to happen next turn, but it's going to happen the turn after that. So I, I I you retreat with the bloodthirst, you get him out of there, you line him up to go. To go, you know, to fight the Bastilladon in two turns. You got to think a turn down the road. Right. Maybe you get that double turn. Yeah, if you get that double turn, you're gold. Right. You know, and that's that's not what happened in that game. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, at least that thought is there. You know, you're you're thinking a turn ahead, and in a strategy game, I don't think it's ever a bad thing to make people think a turn or two ahead. Absolutely. I mean, that's what it is. I mean. I mean, it's not chess. I mean, we're not 10 moves ahead. We're a turn or two ahead. You know, you got to think like that, especially in this game. Yeah. Where it's all like, where's that heat going to be next turn? How can I use my models to influence his movement to my advantage? And that's what this game is all about. It's like, I need to maximize where my guys do their work without him getting his advantages. Where can I do that and that's what that's seriously what this game is all about right and it, i mean one of the things i you know i didn't even think about or realize are the guys who have the long reach you you put that yeah. thin screen yeah in the front and then they're standing right behind them reaching over them and yep. getting their attacks in or getting their shots in yeah. you know because you've got your guys who have best, uh, best ones with that is is the, is the blood letter wrath monger combo it's just so and, so, and how terrible. does how does what is it you just put wrathmongers behind blood letters it's not brilliant oh because the blood letters blood let, oh the blood, wrathmongers blood, what's their range wrathmongers have two inch range 
Oh, that'll reach over a 32 mil base. So they just stand behind the blood letters, and not only do they give the blood letters an extra attack, but they get to attack over the blood letters. Yep. They give the other people the blood letters are fighting an extra attack, but yeah, whatever. I mean, exactly. corn. I mean, come on. <laughs> and the thing is, if they break through the blood letters and get to them, as soon as they kill one, they start attacking themselves. Yes. Nobody yeah. really wants to get to them. Right. I mean, dude, I went out and bought those stupid guys with bows for my Stormcast yeah. because I saw people fighting those Wrathmongers. I, I never want to get into close combat with them. I have to have some shooting in my army. You have to shoot them before they get to you. or Because they're stupid. If, if they get anywhere near like, like a monster or any sort of hero model, you might as well just retreat and just run. Yeah, run for Because yeah. as, as soon as one of them dies, you, you just attack yourself. Yeah, and it's the coolest fluff. I mean, the idea behind it, just the fact that as they bleed, their blood, like the mist of it, yeah. just drives people completely insane. Yeah, I was watching a game. At the, I was watching a game at the at the at the Games Workshop store. It was a Bloodbound Army versus uh, Stormcast, and uh, the uh, Wrathmongers made this crazy charge into the Celestine Prime, oh, no. and he ended up whacking himself in the face with Galmaraz and just dying. <laughs> I was like, wow. That's messed up. <laughs> it, it is. The, it is. It is of of all the stuff I've seen so far playing this game, and I mean some stuff's crazy. Skyla getting all the extra yeah. attacks is crazy. Um, some of the stuff that the um, the uh, Mangler Squig can do oh, now yeah. gets crazy. But those Wrathmongers scare me. I see those things on the table, and that is like they they are the thing that scares yeah, me. They're, they're, they're the number one target that people need to, to, to take, take care oh, of in that bloodbound army. They're it's nasty. Totally brutal. All right, so we've got the retreat. Yep. We've got the 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 removal through wound allocation. Yeah. We've got trying to figure out your double turn. Yeah. Outside of the double turn, all of this is movement. Yeah. It's it's it it. <laughs> That's what 7th edition Warhammer was to me. 7th edition Warhammer was all about deployment and movement. And everyone kind of says, yeah, 7th edition was like the tactical game. You know, that was... 8th was eighth is a lot about movement, it too. It is, but it's a lot of random movement that you don't have a lot of control over of. Well, I mean, you had to roll the dice. I mean, you have to roll the dice in this, too. I mean, the amount of your charge is random. True. But still getting that move, moving up and still getting you know, getting an inch off, getting that angle to, yeah. to, to divert them. Yeah. The guy's got frenzy, so you're going to run him to the corner well, I mean, of the table. I mean, that's what, that's what 7th edition was all about. It was like 7th edition was get your march blockers in place to stop the units you don't want to fight, concentrate your fire on one unit, wipe that out, and then maximize your combat potential in one part of the battlefield and win the game that. And that, that was 7th edition. And being the eyeball inches exactly, yes. which, yep. oh, that it, drove it me was, nuts. That, that was, was the one part of the game that drove me insane. It was a little annoying because you'd end up with like just standoffs with like two right. units of cavalry with identical movement just staring at each other. Yeah, see, and, that, yeah. <laughs> and eventually one unit would just... Or one player just be like, oh, screw it. Just give it a shot. I'll yeah. charge. Eh, you're a quarter inch short. God dang it. You know. Right. And that was the part that drove me nuts is where you're sitting there and you're certain. And it's like, oh, it's about an eighth of an inch. And you're both, like, <laughs> you know, you can't quite agree. And no yeah. one wants to give in. Yeah. Um, but that's neither here nor there, right. really. Um, and that's why that's why that whole, it's just a scrum in the middle. It's that It, 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 it can it, be it, that. It can wind up in that, but with... And, and it is like that if you don't have objectives. Right. It, you it, need objectives. It, you need terrain. Yeah. You need tons of terrain and you need objectives. And it's got to be the type of terrain that does something. 
Like it's all right. well and good to have trees on the battlefield, but if you're just picking up the trees and sticking them in the box after you've but you can't. Out. That's you can't not how that it. works. The you trees stay. The you got to you, you have to work around the trees. And yeah. like I said, it's, I love the trees now because it keeps your giant bloodthirster from being able to reach all of them because yeah. he doesn't he's not allowed to knock the trees over. Exactly. <laughs> and he can't reach. Yeah, he can't he can't he can fly over the I trees. Go hide in the trees. But he can't land in the middle or you know whatever. It's Yeah. Heck, that's why I glued some of the that's why I glued the 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 foliage oh, out yeah. of the trees. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> oh, yeah, those look good. It helps. Yeah. Yeah. So what else have you got on All your right, list? So I've got no, one last thing. I've got kind of got a way to like maybe think about if you're not used to, if you're more used to other games, like especially computer games, to so try to sort of bring things into like, like, like paradigms. Like, like World of Warcraft has its, you know, tank, DPS, healer, support kind of mechanic. Okay, right, right, right. And, you know, League of Legends has its support, you know, marksman, mid, top lane, jungler kind of concepts. All that stuff applies to this game. Oh, absolutely. Because there are definitely units that are tank units. There are definitely units that are damage units. There are definitely, you know, support units. All they do is buff other stuff. They're definitely, you know, healing is part of this game. Right. So if you're used to that kind of stuff, that integrates into this game very nicely, I think, on purpose. I think that was a conscious choice by the designers to kind of bring that in without just blatantly saying it. No, you've got it because you want to bring in these kids who are playing those games exactly and right. make it familiar to them. Exactly right. That's why you have so many characters in these in these in these uh, books. I mean, like I just pointed out, it's twelve. 12 War Scrolls in the uh, Fire Slayer book, yeah. nine of them are characters yeah. because those are the guys, you know, you've got it. You got your, you've got the guy who does a little healing. You've yep. got the guy who buffs their, uh, yep. their give, basically gives them a ward save. Yeah. And then you've got your, you know, your, your sort of the, your heavy hero, your Lord, you got your, you know, light hero, right. You know, um, what have you got listed? So, well, so I was thinking if, if you treat, this game kind of like with those paradigms in mind, that will help you design a balanced list. Because there's nothing worse when you're playing Warcraft and you're in, like, you know, maybe, and you're in, a, like, I guess it's kind of old you're school. You're deep I, in the jungle. You're yeah, in the thick. Well, you're in, a, you're in a dungeon or an instance or something, and your party is all DPS. It's like, well, we're not going to be able to do anything because we have no support. We have no tank. We might as well not even try this. Right. So if your army in Age of Sigmar is all guys who all they do is damage people, you're probably you're probably going to lose because you're going to go up there and do a bunch of damage and you're just going to get wiped out because you have no defense. I mean, and then it's if if you're all tanks, you're not usually those units don't have a ton of attacks, but they can take damage. But you're probably and you're generally slower. You're probably going to lose because you're not going to be able to do enough damage to have an effect on the enemy army. I mean, if you're all support units, you're not going to be able to do anything. So you got to have that balance of the, you know, the different types of units in order to succeed. I, I think, and I think that's, I think that was a conscious decision on their part without blatantly coming out and saying, here are the four categories of units. Exactly. Here's where they lie. I mean, they, I guess they try to make that up to the players to figure that out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you need your heroes, some wizards if you've got it, yeah. someone who can throw some magic around. Yep. 
you need your troops and you need your shooters. Yeah. I mean, and you need a little of all of it if it's available to you. And if not, find some ally units. Right. Because I mean, and then the game is, is now designed for that. I mean, they've got the books are it's the Grand Alliance chaos for Pete's sakes. And that's what it's all about. Right. You you and then there's so much variety in there. There's no lack of choice for like well, okay, well, what kind of tank units do you want? 158 scrolls. Yeah. And what kind of thing? What do you like? Do you like plague drones? Right. I like Nurgle. Well, there's your tank unit for Nurgle. Well, I like armor and death and blood. Well, you get your skull crushers, blood crushers. That's the same. Basically, it's kind of the same idea, just a little. You know, it's a little different. I mean, I you know, I want to do a ton of damage with my army. I, great. Here's flamers. I mean, right. I mean, and it's and and. Even though there's like what seven or eight factions in here now, because you got three or four Skaven factions, yeah. you've got your Glotkin, you've yeah. got your Slaves of Chaos. They've all got keywords that if you start going and just literally picking one from everything, yeah, you know, because you could do that. You could say I want the best model in the Glotkin, and then I'm going to take the best model. If you just went to every faction, chose that one best model, yeah, your army would be tough, and none of it would actually be able to help any of the other models out if they were in trouble. Right. I mean, you could think like Archeon who can help anybody oh, because, sure. they, you know, but I mean with... But you have to look closely for those units that cross factions. Bloodsecrator is a perfect one. Right. Because his ability affects corn units. Right. It's not corn mortals. It's not corn demons. If you're a corn model and you're within range of that banner, you get the buff. True. But you've also got you've got a bunch of stuff in there that's not corn. So some things. So if you're oh, taking yeah. one from everything, oh yeah, right, right. There's a lot he's not going to affect. You've got to keep your synergies yes, going. Yes, you do. You can't. I mean, yeah, you, you, you could take from four factions, yeah, sure. But it's probably more effective to keep it to two or three right, tops. Right. You're Which not, is, well, you know, that's when I was designing kind of my 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 Holy Wars GT army. I was just like, well, I want to be mostly corn. I don't have all my synergies based on that. But corn has no shooting. They have skull cannons, right? Which they're great, but they're not going to do the kind of damage I would, you know, want to do if I'm into that. If, if I see that army that I need, that I need that against two cannon shots, ain't going to do it. Nope. So, so I throw the flamers in there. I mean, they're expensive in the in the comp. I mean, my God, they are totally worth it. <laughs> they are. To- don't even. They, oh my oh, God, they are. They, are, they are totally worth they it. They are brutal. They don't even. You're, I'm not even going to get near them. It, I know yeah. how you play. I, I, yeah. They're just going to fly away. They're going to stay away. Anyone yeah. who comes close to them, they're going to fly just out of 17 inches. Yeah, they're 18 inch range. <laughs> and lay down the flame. Yeah, I, I mean they are brutal. But you know they're. They're probably not going to see every game at the tournament. You know, I'm sure there's going to be games where I'm not going to field them because the scenario won't dictate that I need them. But it sure is nice to have that flexibility in the list, and that's what it's all about. Exactly. You know, you've got to you've got you've got to tailor your collection to take advantage of you know the the game basically. Yeah, and I mean, you're literally only playing two thirds of your list. Right. You've got a fifty percent overage. You should be able to have something of everything in your list. Right. So as you're putting your stuff out and you see what your opponent has, you should have something right. in your in if you take in a balanced list, you should have something in there that can answer it. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I mean the, And that's Holy the Wars key. GT has summoning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's you can only summon once per turn and it's gotta be uh in your in your over in your pool choices, 
Yeah, and you've already got to have one instance of that unit on the field in order to summon it. Okay. So, I mean, I'm not, if if you see that rule in the in the pack, I think you got to take try to take advantage of it. I mean, that's what the rules are for. Sure. I mean, other people are going to do it. So, I mean, I, I imagine every Seraphon so you've player have, there. You've got to have some flamers on the table. You got to have the some rest are sitting on. back there, yeah. and then. And you can so basically it's you're you're bringing thirty playing twenty, but you could summon up to the full thirty out. I I think if yeah I suppose you could if you took nothing but duplicates in your ten that what was on your twenty I guess you could do that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's I conceivable yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm sure goes, I, yeah, one there's going to be Seraphon players out there who bring the small the smallest unit of Ripper Dactyls they can, and that slant is going to be summoning in Ripper Dactyls all day long. It's gonna happen. Ugh. <laughs> it's gonna happen. <laughs> yep. And that's you know, and that's you do it. I mean, that's that that's part of the plan when you're planning out your army list, yeah. man. That's that's how you've got to. Yeah, keep you know, it. if you don't want that to happen, well, maybe you need two skull cannons to shoot the slam on turn one. I, right. But and that's the point of making sure you have a balanced list. You have yeah. to have a balanced list. You have to have a balanced list that can hit them up close, can hit them from range. Yep. That can you know that can make sure you can be where you need to be, and that makes sure you can kind of heal up yourself. Yep. I mean, you've got it. Like you said, you got to hit on all cylinders. Yep. You may not need it every game, right? Depending on what your opponent's playing, right? Especially if your opponent's playing. If your opponent doesn't bring a balanced list, You're right? You may need, okay. You know what? I don't need as much of this, right? Or, or if they've got something that's just you know going to negate that thing, right? Okay, I'm just going to leave it behind because it yeah. doesn't have a chance. Yep. So, um. I guess all the stuff I kind of have on strategy and whatnot. So. Um, I got one or two things. Um, and this I, this partly goes into list building, but you're talk you talked about you know picking character types and stuff. Yeah. Um, rend. Oh sure. Try to get some. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Taking off their armor save is 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 key, yeah. man. You know, anytime you can, uh, especially with characters out there who can ignore. You know, if they've got only one rend, you can ignore it. So, yep. if, you know, rend is just a beautiful and it's thing, a, and it's not common. No, that's why if if you see it and you can if you can grab it, it's it's a, it's it's worth it's worth getting and holding on to. Yeah, see, because I, I luck out because my main unit blood letters have minus one rend, and they do mortal wounds and they roll sixes, and when you've got thirty of them in one unit. And then they can add one to their hit rolls. Well, that makes all their Hellblades do mortal wounds on fives, fives and sixes. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's good stuff. It's the beauty, uh, and that's one of the coolest parts about that adding yeah. one to your roll. Finding anything that—that's the other thing to look for. Yeah, you want cool things to look for stuff that can add one to your roll yep. because then those guys who have the bonuses, those are the guys who go together. Yep, and then they also have the, you know, the Demon Hero of Corns with eight inches. You reroll all your ones. I mean that's a lot of rolling. I mean, if you've got, you know, the blood letters in range of the wrathmongers who are next to the blood secretor, that's three attacks per blood letter. Rerolling ones, mortal wounds on fives or sixes. Yeah. So a thirty-year rolls. First of all, a thirty-year rolls are mortal are wounds. mortal wounds. A and then a sixty-year rolls, rolls are getting re-rolled and might turn out to be more mortal wounds. Plus they yep. have, yeah. I mean, it's now um, it's decent. Yeah, I, and I think you know for a, for a Sig, for a Sigmar one hundred and one, dude. I think we've we've hit a bunch of it. I'm not certain what else we can really 
cover. I think we hit a bunch of tactics for yeah. stuff that will give you some good ideas. Um, we didn't talk too much about terrain and using terrain to your advantage. Um, I, I mean, I know I'm, a lot I'm, of the. Hey, I'm still learning. Yeah, I mean, a lot of. The, I think a lot of the turrets are gonna have their own terrain. Mm-hmm. I know Steve has made all his terrain for his, you know, Holy Wars GT. So right. I think learning all the different terrain in the rule books not gonna help you that much. I think it's just enough to know that if you're in terrain, you get plus one to your armor save, but your whole unit has to be in it. The whole unit, exactly. It's just. Or up against it. Like if it's walls or like some yeah. of these new ones, everyone has to be up against the wall touching it. Yeah. I, I, so yeah, I have trouble taking advantage of that rule because it's hard to pack 30 blood letters into a citadel tree base. Oh, sure. It's like they just don't yeah. fit. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I agree 100%. Yeah, it's, they just it's, don't fit. Yeah, so you don't get to do it too often. Um, But, you know, if we think of something or, you know, we'll be back and hopefully the forums are up. Guys, if you think of anything, post it. We'll we'll bring it up later. But I think this was pretty good as as far as, you know, people, if you want to sharpen up your game and not just make it be a a, a scramble in the middle. middle. Yeah. If you want to make it not a (laughs) blob. And, dude, and if your opponent is blobbing up in the middle, there you go. Here's a bunch of ways to take care of him. Start moving and pulling him out. Yeah. Those objectives. You can, you can, you could really mess with him if that's what, if that's his whole plan. Yeah. Um. All right. One last thing, and then we're going to wrap up. Yep. You pointed this out. You noticed this. Um, we got the new Grand Alliance cast oh, books. Yep. Both of us did. Yep. Now I had talked about the hints and tips on a couple of different episodes. Hints and tips is like they're little, almost like an FAQ. It is. It's a it's a well named hints and tips because I think if they call it FAQ, it's like look, Games Workshop put on an FAQ. <laughs> you know, it's like a it has a stigma attached to it. Right. That is not necessarily positive. Right. So now, and we had compared this because you had mentioned there's stuff in this, and I said, oh, well, that, that's that been in all the books. And uh, I'd even point out in the Stormcast Journal, you know, the save of Dash, no matter what the modifiers are, Dash, you know, you can adjust your roll all you want. Dash is still a Dash. Don't yep. even bother to roll. It fails. Yep. There is a new, and it pretty much has stayed the same in all the books. Right. In fact, let me check. Like page seven of the Let me check Chaos Fire Grand Slayers Alliance. one real quick, too. See if that one changed. It's in here. It's in the Balance of Power book, the weapons. Oh, is it in the Balance it's of Power? It's in there, yeah. Okay. It's in Balance of Power. Dude, let me see if it wound up in Fire Slayers. Uh, it did not end up in Fire Slayers. Okay. So it ju- it's brand new to the Balance of Power and the Chaos book. Yep. Is the uh, rule for weapons. weapons. Um, now... Should I read it? Yeah, go ahead and read it, and then yeah. we'll, I'll bring up the example that we weapons. found in the Fire Slayers book. Some models can be armed with two identical weapons. When the model attacks with these weapons, do not double the number of attacks that we- that the weapons make. Usually, the model gets an additional ability instead. So, and you had said to me, well, wh- why would anyone even think that? Yeah. And I pointed out, um, you know, some what they say how they can be kitted out differently. Uh, the Volkite Berserkers, which is your sort of your basic uh, basic guy, basic uh, yeah, sl- uh, f- fire slayer. Um, they can come with the hand axe or war pick and a shield. So hand axe and a shield, or war pick and a shield. Or if you don't want a shield, they can have two hand axes. Yep. Now, let's just not even worry about the war pick. Hand axe and war pick, the only difference is, you know, the one has rend and one wounds more easily. But so if I take a hand axe, it's range one, two attacks. So I can take a hand axe and a shield. For two attacks. For two attacks. Or I can take two hand axes. Right. 
well, if I take two hand axes, then it I should, get, I should get four attacks. I should get four attacks. And, well, no. No. Because it says here, if you have the shield, then um, after a unit with shields make a charge move, pick an enemy unit with a half inch, roll a dice for each model carrying a shield. On a six, the unit you pick takes a mortal wound. And uh, instead of a five-up save, you get a four-up save because you have a shield. So right. the shield gives you that bonus. If you take the double hand axes, when attacking with two fire steel hand axes, the berserker can easily turn aside an enemy's defenses before landing a, f- a flurry of furious blows. Reroll failed hit rolls for models with two hand axes. Yep. So if you take the double hand axe, you get a special rule you don't get right. to say, well, it's got two attacks per hand axe, and now I have two. Right. This way you can kind of model it how you want. You tell, you know, you don't have to worry if one model's got one or yep. one's got, you know. I mean, it, it, it goes to the trouble of saying, Usually give special rules because there's yeah. got to be an instance somewhere that they didn't they didn't do that or you know or maybe they didn't even notice it but like you know somewhere we didn't do this yeah and, you know but so yeah you never you never just double down no. on what it says in the book as far as the attacks go yeah you basically just follow the rule that's in the profile so and that's new to the uh, the chaos alliance and the uh, yep. and the new uh, and the new balance just, of power book. just released balance of power book which. We just picked it up. It just came out today. I got that in the new, then the new fifth installment in the fiction series that goes along with this. Three hundred pages, ten new scenarios from all over the place. New time of war rules for different regions, yep. different uh, zones, and uh, a bunch of war scrolls. Yeah, just I'm reprints awful excited. The ones you would, I guess, you they think you need to fight these battles. Yeah, the characters that are specifically named for being in those scenarios right. are, are there. But it gives, like, the rules for the skull cannon in here. I mean. but probably named in a scenario yeah. or named yeah. in a story. So yeah. Yeah. either way, there's more stories, more scenarios. Things are moving along. <laughs> Getting exciting. So that's everything we've got from the books, from the tips, from the tactics. Hopefully you've learned something. Unless you knew all this already. Yeah. In which case, you're a better player than I am, and you're probably <laughs> winning all your games and don't need my help. So, Chris, thank you so much for no coming problem. on the show. You've been here for about three hours now, so and you got a long drive home. So, All right, so that is the show. And once again, Chris, thank you so much for no coming problem. on. Um, next time you come over, we will definitely get a game in. Excellent. We'll, we'll probably schedule it for a weekend day so we can come over earlier, get some games in. Yeah. Dude, maybe we get in, uh, if we find a cool scenario, we'll do uh, one of those live game episodes. That'd be cool. We record it while we play it. That'd be fun. So that way when you whoop me with your with all your corn <laughs> awesomeness. All the synergies of the corn. <laughs> you got all the corn synergies. And, all, <laughs> and yeah. the hell striders. Hey, maybe my, maybe my Stormcast will be painted by then. So at least when they lose, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll take a beating. So, folks, um, hopefully the forms and stuff are up. If they are, please go on. Uh, you have to re-sign up if you haven't signed up yet, or if you've already were on the. It's new forms. You got to sign up again. And um, as before, in order to keep all the spammers out, you have to go into the introductions page and you have to introduce yourself before you can post anywhere else. But once you do that, it's awesome. Uh, other than that, please uh, feel free to leave us a review on iTunes. I love reading them. Um, that's really all they're good for, but it really makes me feel good. Um, <laughs> and um, next episode, um, I, hopefully we'll be talking some Fire Slayers, because hopefully I'll be chugging through that book and doing that. Nice. 
And uh, folks, until next time, just remember, only the faithful will be triumphant. Only the faithful will stand when all others fail. And only the faithful know no despair except in failure. You've been listening to Garage Hammer. If you like the show, we invite you to join the Garage Hammer community by joining our forums at garagehammer.net slash forum or our Facebook page, Garage Hammer Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter. Follow David at Garage Hammer and follow Chris at Topher Chris U. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach David through David at garagehammer.net. You can reach me, that's Chris, through Chris U at garagehammer.net. And you can reach both of us through garagehammer at live.com. If you want to help support Garage Hammer, check the support page or the show store on our website, or leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, thanks for listening.